Welcome back to the resupply with me, you guy next door. Me, DK, and me, Than. <laughs> Did it work? It was perfect, crystal clear. Um, bringing you your uh, fucking weekly double tap of all things Space Marines and Laser Force. You threw me, you threw me there a little bit. Dropping the f bombs already. <laughs> you came it's in loud and clear. Stream. It freaked me out. <laughs> Um, we're real professional around these parts. I have uh, all sorts of crypto charts and like NBA top shop things either side of me. So I'm locked in <laughs> focused. All I can think is the, the fucking always sunny in Philadelphia board with Charlie Day, like <laughs> going crazy. <laughs> like her, 
fucking ones and zeros up there. It's either yeah. that or it's like the Matrix where it's just like the the numbers and symbols like coming down the screen. Yeah. So Dan, just before we he was like arrived, blonde, brunette, redhead, yeah. <laughs> Anthony Davis, LeBron. Uh, <laughs> um, just before we went live, Dan was like, Dan walked in the room. She's like, Are you live? I was like, No yet. She's like. What is, is this kind of good deal? I'm like, no, no, no. You want to look for this person and this person at these prices. <laughs> um, one might say we're a tad addicted in this house, but that's all right. Um, hey, guys. What's going on? Welcome to our only Laser Force talked about podcast. Um, <laughs> yes, we, we, we only talk about Laser Force on this podcast and never, ever veer <laughs> off into any other subject whatsoever because we are all about the Laser Force exactly. on this podcast. Exactly right. We wouldn't dream of talking about anything else on this podcast. Um, wouldn't Also wouldn't dream of ripping off a popular show format from a rival podcast network. Exactly Not at all. Exactly right exactly right although i think i think rival is a bit strong (laughs) i mean i love our subscribers but i think we're a little bit behind Uh, no we're only one or two down on millions yeah (laughs) Um, one or two million yeah (laughs) no you're only talking about by laser force Force. i was like what is by laser force (laughs) bring your laser force in Russia, Laser Force talks about you. <laughs> In Soviet Russia, Laser Force bring you. <laughs> um, so we uh, obviously we we're gonna get into what we're gonna talk about shortly. Uh, Steve, I woke up too early. Oh, dude, absolutely. I get it on a weekday. On a weekday, I'll be pushing it to get up before eight a.m. On a weekday, this this morning I've been up since like quarter to six far too early for me um it's a bullshit i might have to have a nap that's right and i went to bed late too because i was hanging out with our awesome community watching movies um which was real fun by the way thank you everyone for joining us last night i had a great time hope you guys did too so basically steve-o so basically what you're saying is your fatigue right now is 100 percent self-inflicted always and so therefore we should have no sympathy for you whatsoever. Why would you ever? What the fuck is going on with these lights? <laughs> there we go. What the fuck? They just, they just, they've started. Oh my goodness. I'll get up at, in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom or something. Cause you know, old people do that. Hey, Tan. And <laughs> yeah, um, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. There'll be like a, a weird glow coming from the hallway. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And my lights will just be like, on, off. <laughs> on off and yeah so that's really cool they've only just started recently doing that too by recently i mean the last couple of weeks um far too early things far too early um oh slam man slam man so many months slam man eight months eight months thank you very much for your support your continued support manny appreciate it very nice of you (laughs) Oh, I love having the mod view. I'm just seeing Dan <laughs> added permitted term bitches. <laughs> but what the thing is, like, so he even comes in and says that every time he joins the chat, and every yeah. single time it gets flagged. <laughs> so like mm, inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, well, and then really, it's like, have you have you met our podcast? Um, you know, <laughs> bitches doesn't really qualify, but okay. Well, that's awfully sexist of you, Than. Um, 
So, <laughs> wait till Switch finds out how often Australians use the c word. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's <laughs> it's up there. Um, right. So before we get into into you know, the, the oh, thank you, thank you for the bits. Uh, into the main pod. Um, what have we got to talk about first? What's uh, what's happening? Hype train incoming. Train incoming. Oh, this goes yeah, through with the sub. Eight months as well. Maybe maybe yeah. every month, once a month, the hype train rolls in for everyone who's resubscribing, which we really appreciate, by the way. There's a hype train. Good deal. Um, sub, gift, or use bits to get to the next level. So, you know, if you want to see us go to level... I think our, I think the biggest hype train we've got to is like level seven one time. No, we, 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 we have maxed it out um during the show that went the fuck off the rails oh, that's right that show that <laughs> show we maxed out hype train because chat just decided that um you know we did chat decided that the three of us didn't need to do the show and just <laughs> needed to keep throwing shit at us yeah and so that was that was the show where for yeah i think it was like 45 minutes encourage every, them don't encourage them <laughs> yeah <laughs> no as, as a I, no. positive, so because of their generosity, we were able to make a sizable donation to uh, Nate's charity drive, um, which, you know... That is you, true. If you haven't done so already, um, exclamation ninja in chat, our boy Ninja Jack is uh, is raising funds for the Mental Health Foundation of New Zealand. Um, if you would like to donate, please do so at that link. Um, he has a couple more weeks to go, um, and we're hoping that he can smash that two grand mark. That'd be awfully nice. Um, so any, any little bit that you can donate would be amazing. Um, how's the week been, gents? You know, um, this week, definitely, um, shockingly, this week was better than last week. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> on on a on a on a multitude of levels this week was better than last week it's good um you know the 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 mental health update this week is fuck you you guys got enough out of me last week um there's there is there is no that there is no nothing new um so yeah i feel i feel like last week you guys got your money's worth so um no we're good this week um <laughs> Yeah. Um, in in actual laser force news, because you know, occasionally we do that on this channel. Sometimes laser um, force never heard of it. <laughs> I know. It's, it's really weird. To this great new game that we've played. New 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 yeah. New in quotes, yeah. Um so the the um Nerd Sturgis part two in St. George is yeah, is in two weeks now um the the update is that we finally got the the price confirmed for it um it's still it's still going to be you know strung set up as a string of members nights so that's that's fine We're, it's it's still just going to be nice and chill and mellow and play some games and all that good stuff yet um and it's going to be 60 bucks a person so 60 wow. bucks will get you un it's going to be 60 60 bucks a person that's going to get you the, that's going to get you unlimited games for for the time the time that you're there um so yeah i mean for for those of us that haven't played in in a year yeah um, that'll be like two bucks a game max so i think you guys are good yeah i'm i'm definitely um 
I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, getting there and be, be, being able to play some games and see some people and do some stuff. So that's the, that's the, you know, the actual lasers portion of the update. Um, so, you know. Do you have an idea of how many people are going? Um, so at this point, I think we're up around about the 20 mark. Um, you know, there's there's actually like six or seven people from the Chula Marcos site going, because um, even though Ch Chula is gone, I I still you know most of the people that are coming up are originally from Chula, so that's fine. Um, I know that Stalker's gonna come up. I don't consider him a Ch Chula Marcos player because um, you know he's got more class than that. Um, yeah. hands already. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, you know, the few people coming down from, from Loveland, I'm going, um, fair amount of people from, from Sacramento, basically, basically the entire Helmuth clan is mm -hmm. ma making the trip. Um, so yeah, so we should, yeah, we, we should have probably around about 20 ish tra traveling people. And then, you know, whoever from St. George decides they want to be there on, on any given night, the other nice thing with it just being structured as the um as the members nights is you know if people want to come down they can come down if they you know if if they can't make it on on a given night but they can make it on, on another night that's fine too so we should be we should be all good Wicked. as far as that goes um yeah, gonna be fun at the very least like seeing everyone is gonna be uh a breath of fresh air <laughs> yes um was there uh, i mean hope, hopefully hopefully people come down hopefully they everyone is um gonna be as safe as they can if they do decide to make the trip um well i mean i had, i actually ordered some of the um under armor sports masks um because it's like, well, you know, I have to do, I have to do the risk balancing thing. Um, and those just sh sh showed up today and um, obviously not sponsored, not getting paid to endorse them. They're real fucking comfy. Like they were, they, you know, yeah. Facebook showing me ads like two for 30 or two, two, two for 40, excuse me, instead of their normal th 30 bucks a piece. And it's like, fine, whatever. And yeah, they're, they're actually really, really comfy. So it's like, okay, they're. It's going to be nicer than wearing just a surgical mask yeah. for sure. Yeah. No, those aren't good. Get yourself a gas mask. That's what you want. You want that high nah. intensity training. Um. Well, look, we'll uh, we'll no doubt uh talk about um, talk about that trip once you return from that trip. Um, for sure maybe even get you to like i don't know, well, I don't know we'll, we'll figure something out but um yeah we always I, do. usually do yeah <laughs> um i'm glad i'm glad it's um shaping up to be kind of a a rad few days um i know that there's a lot of people that need it so um well and the and, and the other kind of nice thing is because we're playing in the evening um because of it being spring break week there and you know okay we're trying to stay out of their way as far as you know them you know making general public money during the day yeah because and we're playing at night because it is still COVID. No. yeah yeah but because we're playing at night like 
I'm actually going to get to go to Zion National Park for the first time ever. This, this is like my fourth trip to St. George, and it's going to be the first time that I'll have actually had the time yeah, to that make is, that uh, trip. So, that's a must-do, at least once when you go there. For you sure. were like yeah, recommending it last cool. time, right, DK? That's For sure. Like, yeah. Yeah, I didn't actually get a chance to go last time, but when I went um, two years ago, basically for spring break, we did that, and I hiked um, Angel's Landing with uh, with Disco, Aiden, Autumn. It was a good time. Are you going Slam Man? Is, yeah, that's Stalker. Yeah, yeah, that's Stalker. He's going. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Brilliant. Uh, maybe we'll get you on as a guest. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, uh, right. Well, enough about that for tomorrow. We got. Uh, I say we take off matters. and nuke the entire site for <laughs> matters. Um, we we have gone. We've dipped our ink in the ink well for a third time. You, do uh, you dip ink? You think you dip the ink. quill, buddy? Oh yeah, dip yeah. our quill into. No, you got to dip the ink into <laughs> the ink to make more. That's just ink. pouring ink into <laughs> ink. <laughs> we have poured more ink in for a third time and uh stolen i mean a, a, you know stolen uh the format of a uh, very well-known uh youtube youtube channel um the ringer they do a podcast called the rewatchables on there if you would like to see triple dip triple dip yes ink. <laughs> um, i mean that's fun too <laughs> if you would like to see uh people who talk better than we do um do a better version of what we're about to do head to youtube and, and search for the rewatchables on the ringer um it's also worth, on spotify and whatever other platforms worth but your time worth your time we're doing cooler movies because yeah. they're laser tag related stop transferring your ink around and get messy that's right <laughs> <laughs> everything around you, me covered in ink um, just make sure you clean up your ink afterward that's right <laughs> with um, a warm washcloth we uh <laughs> We uh, had a watch party in Discord last night for your legs worse than Gray's right now. That sounds like a you problem, my friend. Very sorry to hear that. <laughs> um, we we had a watch party last night in Discord. We uh, watched Starship Troopers um, as a community, and it was pretty great. So um, we, you know, obviously we've been talking about it for a few weeks, and uh, we're very excited to get into it um did you guys do a obviously you guys watched it this week as well yeah i i i literally watched it today because um this was a case of i thought i owned the dvd and and children dvds are physical media and physical media is you know something that nobody uses anymore um yeah i thought i i thought i had the dvd so i was gonna watch it earlier in the week and apparently at some point during the you know couple of international moves and moving halfway across the country at some point apparently it's gone missing um so i had to actually um, rent it from amazon today to stream it to actually do my job and um you know actually watch the thing so i could contribute anything to the podcast not that i normally contribute anything to the podcast i figured i would try something different today just here and actually contribute. down mate that's 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 all you know i just jokes. <laughs> um how did you guys find it 
Uh, this ranks very highly on my guilty pleasure movies, for sure. Um, it's objectively not a good film, but it's really fun. And hey, I'm a person who enjoys being a make-believe space marine, so it's just designed for maximum appeal to me, I, I guess. Um, I think it's... I think it's go Sorry. go go. No, 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 you go. You you were talking. I'm just butting in. <laughs> it's got like pretty good rewatch value, oh. I think, because it's it seems like it should just be a straightforward macho action flick, but it's actually a pretty hilarious satire on the young man goes to war genre. Mm. Yeah, this was the, this was the first time that I'd seen this movie in it's it's been at least 10 years since since i've seen it mm. um and it was definitely one of those things watching like you know i you know obviously th there were you know bits and pieces that i didn't remember um because you know i'm old and the memory starts going um but yeah, it's it's just it's like yeah, no, there's 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 there there's a lot of cool little you know interesting twists on on the standard tropes, and if you're you know actually paying attention to you know what the movie is trying to do, you know there's 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 actually a lot going on, which is always kind of entertaining for what's essentially you know, looked at, or at least was initially looked at as just kind of a mindless camp type type movie. Mm. So it's, um, well, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get into some of that <laughs> coming up. Seemingly like, um, a really smart self-aware film in, in a dumb action film rapper. Um, like it's, you have just described Paul Verhoeven's entire canon <laughs> right there. <laughs> Um, yeah, Accurate. It's, um, it's, it's, yeah, at it, surface level, it just looks like mindless action film, but it's like really smart, really funny. Um, and like in some places, possibly groundbreaking in, in parts. Um, Ooh. but we'll look forward there. to hearing this. We will get there. Yeah. Should I, should I do one of my patented, uh, recaps here of the Definitely. film for anybody Absolutely. who might not be super familiar Absolutely. lately? For sure. Okay. So, Starship Troopers, for those who aren't familiar, it's the distant future, and humanity lives in a militaristic but otherwise charmed existence. They've got FTL travel, they've got nukes, they've got knives, they've got co-ed showers. Life <laughs> is all well and good, until for no reason at all, the evil arachnid bugs attack these very peaceful and very war-obsessed humans. <laughs> Johnny Rico is a dumb jock who wants to join the military. His parents say no, but his smoking hot girlfriend says yes, so guess who wins? <laughs> Rico finds military life is not to his liking because there's a lot more people getting shot in the face and whipped like their name is Toby than he thought there would be. But wouldn't you know it, those fucking bugs blew up his hometown of Buenos Aires, so it's off to war Rico goes, joining up with his old high school government teacher, we've all been there, am I right, in the elite roughnecks unit. Along the way, Rico learns about life, sacrifice, and one-sided love affairs with his subordinates. The film culminates with Rico's daring but only partially successful attempt to capture the brain bug that helps direct their war efforts, and with the help of psychic Doogie, Doogie Hauser, manages to save his ex from the old brain drain. With the brain bug captured, apparently humanity has turned the tide of the war, and they can now do bug genocide good and proper, and they all live happily ever after. Well done, sir. Well done. Nailed oh. it once again. <laughs> I feel like the the DK recap on any rewatchable we do literally is like the pinnacle of 
of the show. It sets such a high bar. I don't know how we can, you know, really all downhill even, from here, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's all downhill from here. It's so, so yeah. Big Doogie Howser. Um, <laughs> what a yeah, that's a deep cut. <laughs> what a great that's for the '80s kids out there. Yeah, it's what, fair. What um, I got it. Let's start with number one. Let's start with the first category, which is most rewatchable scenes. What do you guys got? Honestly, um, any of the the, the massive fight slash battle scenes, I can I can I can rewatch those. Mm-hmm. Um, the, for one of the things that I, that, that, that I was kind of struck by re during during the, the, this watch, and this ca- kind of gets into what's aged the best. There, there, there's a little bit of o- overlap here. Um, I was actually surprised at how well the bug CGI held up. Mm. Um, yeah, because you know, I mean, good. this. I mean, this th- this movie came out in '97. Which, for those of you keeping track at home, was the year that um, both DK and I started playing Laser Force. Um, yeah, Might that was the year. There. Mm. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, that was the year Sacramento Lasers opened. <sighs> Heavy sigh. Moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so the you know a lot of times when, when you go back. <laughs> Pour out your diet Pepsi. Oh, nice. I was hoping. I was hoping. Pouring out a Bepis for the homies. <laughs> um, a lot of times when you watch, you know, movies from you know the late '90s, early aughts, and they've got any type of CGI in them, like you watch it now, and you're like, oh my, f- oh god, what? Why did we ever think that looked good? In between, like then and now, we've seen a lot of bad cgi yeah over the years like i kind of had this in what's aged the best but yeah it that part of it definitely holds up star wars like that came out what 99 something like that what did episode one uh phantom menace yeah Yeah, i think it was 98 i want to say and like that cg is maybe 99 not great some of it holds up some of it is garbage yeah, um, so... Well, I think about like the most recent Hellboy film, the one with David Harbour. That was really bad, really, oh, really wow. bad. Oh, so man. it's not like we've perfected the technology, and you can just use CGI to your heart's content. <laughs> Is nostalgia yeah, so... just some thick room glasses, or were movies back then really better? I mean, they were pretty great. If anyone in the Southern Hemisphere or Canada have gotten Star on Disney Plus, oh just they they crammed that full of nostalgic action and you know i suppose other categories but it's awesome <laughs> yeah so Which face-off so, this week was dope nice yeah um, the action sequences oh, i think are, are hard to like nail down one's better than the others like i i'm kind of partial to the a big defense of whiskey outpost i think it's maybe like uh the best action scene mm-hmm. but they're all good in their own way. So all of the big set piece battles are definitely visually appealing for the film. Those easily have to go on the rewatchable scenes. I had um, yeah. the drop ships that drop in into Big K to Glendale. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like that that whole just watching them all like drop down onto the planet was awesome. Really, really cool. Um <laughs> the thing is there are a bunch of crappy movies back then too, but of course remember the good ones. 
I mean, it's funny. Yeah, how we don't often, we don't like, do rewatchable for the bad movies. <laughs> What's funny how often like the bad movies eventually become like cult classic films. Um, some of them. Some of them. Yeah. Some of them stay bad. Um, I think my most rewatchable scene, if I if I, and it's near the start, so you know it's kind of it's fine, but it's the recruit intake scene um where they were all in boot camp like and they're all lined up and uh old mate uh clancy brown uh kills it absolutely yep. kills that scene it's so good so good that does the b movies <laughs> um, am i funny do i make you laugh do oh, i look like a comedian to you son it's so good he's so good um yeah yeah he's the man he's so good um, what else did you guys have? I mean, come on. We got to say right off the bat, the laser tag battle. We all know this is why we're doing the show. <laughs> laser tag battle is pretty good. I mean, personally, I'm looking forward to that whole seizure effect where you get shot and then you're just on the ground like this. <laughs> so I know that's coming in Gen 9. Get on it, Scorpion. <laughs> we're counting on you. Um, and next Laser Force Live, Steve, you got to run the flip six three hole. So if you don't do it, we're going to be disappointed. I'll just, you'll hear me y'all from the maze. Flip six three keyhole three hole three hole three hole we have no idea I never know <laughs> but it is the play that dizzy and johnny run like they're fucking tom brady and gronk and they just smash everybody with it so run, it's funny run at the guys holding guns and then just flip over them you'll be right and then while they're all like marveling, move. marveling at your flip shoot them perfect See, if Anakin would have just tried that, it wouldn't matter if Obi-Wan had the high ground. <laughs> you can't defeat me. I've got the high ground. Um, yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah, they're absolutely getting a dangerous play penalty for doing flips. Flip 6-3 hole. Don't do flip 6-3 hole in, in a laser force maze because you're probably... No, it's bad. bad. Yeah. It's a bad idea. A bad idea. Um... If you high enough yourself, do you even need ground? No, you don't. You just float around. Um, do you guys have any other like, you know, standout rewatchable scenes? I suppose. Well, yeah. I mean, all the the news and propaganda snippets oh, are hilarious so in a way. Um, I mean, Shawnee said something earlier. She said the movie's like unintentionally hilarious in parts. I'm not sure how unintentional it actually yeah. is. I think it's yeah pretty significantly orchestrated to to be hilarious and self-aware um yeah i'm more into that would you like to know more <laughs> would you like to know more oh you're gonna know much more by the end of this <laughs> uh most of what i know about this film comes uh comes from our our friend steve the pirate aka the letter x in chat uh he he joined us for last night's um uh watch party and was a bundle of knowledge. It was very awesome having you in that uh, that watch party with us. Um, yeah. So, number two? Number two, we best got quotes. best quotes. I mean, really, as far as I'm concerned, there's really only two. Um, I mean, there's a lot more, but the, the, the two that just, okay, maybe there's three, whatever. Um, obviously, the would you like to know more? Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, come on. Um, and medic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there at a push, I would say we get you, sir. Um, cause that is something that gets repeated over and over again throughout the whole film. 
but yeah. Um, one of one of our league teams from way back in the day. So there was a guy at Sacramento um, who went by code name Rico. So one of our Laser Force uh, Space Marines teams for one of our leagues was Rico's Roughnecks. So right before the game started, we always did the Welcome to the Roughnecks, Rico's Roughnecks. Ugh. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's in there. Um, I'm partial to the enemy cannot push a button if you disable his hand. His hand. <laughs> oh, I love that scene. Uh, like all anything with Clancy Clancy Brown in it. Clancy stupid New Zealand accent Clancy Brown um oh amazing so good Clancy Clancy seems to be a hard word to say if you don't have an American accent yeah Clancy Maybe. just sounds off <laughs> so I guess there's not a lot of Kiwis named Clancy then no no I know <laughs> everyone would be like I ah, just call me Bob <laughs> not Bruce me, just call me Clancy and then you know we just forever say Clancy um did you have any other any other like i have i have two more yeah um one that i also like to use to psych people up especially newer players for laser tag i only have one rule everyone fights no one quits you don't do your job i'll shoot you <laughs> That's I like okay. newer players. i think it puts them in the right frame of mind That's right. especially you know? if they're the medic you know you want them nice and scared of you mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. perfect exactly um I also like the line kind of near the start where Rico's in his government lesson and Ratchak says, when you vote, you're exercising political authority or using force. And force, my friends, is violence, the supreme authority from which all other authority is derived. Um, a lot of you I particularly like or agree with, but I think that's kind of a sobering take on like <laughs> the nature of the state and politics, I guess. Yeah, especially now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, so the letter action chat said also, come on, you apes, you want to live forever? That's quite a good one. Mm. Um, That's a good one. Smalley said that they had a local team called Death From Above. What a great name. Um, yep. That was on their tattoos that they had. Yep. Yeah. There was, uh, some explanation also. Uh, so Steve said that he, you know, all he did was look up trivia on a website, um, that's all you need to do to impress people these days. Regurgitate mm -hmm. other people's factoids. Um, Pretty much all this pod is. Hence this pod, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll come away from this going, man, I was so impressed at those two guys, and also Steve was there. Um, so, uh, number three. Number, number three, three we, have, we have a slight relabeling. We have relabeled this category as the Jaunty Fan Award nominees for What's Age the Best. There's someone in chat popped up called Choke Slam Your Mum. <laughs> what a name. That's great. It's a cool anime podcast. Thank you. It's uh it's the big eyes. <laughs> That's how you can tell. <laughs> um Yes, what's age your best? I'm 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 just having to take take a moment that you've you've renamed the what's age 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 the best after me. That's um Are we sure are we sure? about oh, this specifically jaunty than not all fan. fans of age the best only jaunty than is age the best <laughs> he's only okay 30 like shiny as well so you know this, this is a good percentage <laughs> um that's just low enough you don't have to avert your eyes um what have you guys got for this one is just the concept of space marines yeah obviously this isn't the first film to do it but the genre really does owe a lot to the book 
upon which this was modeled. Um, and the depiction here isn't the worst as far as space marines go, as long as you dial back like the fascism a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just a smidge. A touch. Yeah. It's a little bit, yeah. Um, that, I mean, I mean, I mean, I've, I've kind of covered some of the things that I thought it have, have aged the best. The, the, the CGI has aged surprisingly well. Um, just going to re reiterate that because it is worth, it is worth, worth mentioning a, a, a second time. Like I, I actually had, had a moment while, while I was watching it where I know that some of the effects, um, some of the bug effects were done, um, with practical models, but not much. Um, most of the bugs that you see in this movie are computer generated. Mm. And, you know, even, even knowing that and actually kind of, and actually like looking for it, it's like, you know, no, that, that, I think, I think it was, I think there's, there was some, some genius in the design of the bug characters. If, if you will, that um, you know they they didn't try to overcomplicate them, so they you know they they look good with what's essentially a basic render, essentially. Mm. Um, and so, except and for so, the, the brain bug, which just looks like a giant scrotum asshole with a butthole no. in the front of it. Yeah, it looks like looks looks look, looks like a giant asshole. That 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 did not age well at all whatsoever. <laughs> The puckering, um, so much puckering. <laughs> All the puckering, yeah. It's that's not. It. It's that it's not great. To the puckering, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so that and um, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, the laser tag section that obviously aged well for sure. I mean, for sure, they're stuff. They're only running Gen Seven though, and they're you know they didn't have an ambitious enough view of the future to upgrade to gen 8 at that point um, um speaking of the visual effects though this film actually did get an, an oscar nomination for best visual effects so there you go it did not get any other nominations that year which is correct <laughs> no. but that's okay to be fair really uh like i'm just quickly having a look here at other films that were released in 97 mm -hmm. man 97 was a great year for films there's some there's some great movies there um, like what else well, just, so to, to, just quickly to round out the top 10 uh at least according to imdb um <laughs> sort of by popularity so titanic uh the fifth element goodwill hunting mm. la confidential okay. boogie nights mortal Kombat: annihilation is that number six <laughs> oh, <there>. <laughs> <laughs> um hercules, i want that stricken from the record <laughs> hercules the animated uh movie uh beverly hills ninja uh face off and number 10 was starship troopers as according oh, to imdb um, okay uh, a couple of those should be removed but you, um, you, <laughs> yeah overall you, it's not a bad list if you take out mortal Kombat annihilation then uh the lost world jurassic park uh, uh, i would yeah side. i would take out beverly hills ninja and probably the hercules animated <laughs> movie also <laughs> i never saw that one uh men in black conair batman and robin uh, you can take Batman and Robin too. Liar, liar! <laughs> Everybody, chill. <laughs> uh, Such a bad Event movie. Horizon was that year. Ooh, that's... underrated movie. Oh, so that... Okay, I'm looking forward that... to rewatchables for Event Horizon yeah. coming up next. 
That if you guys want to roll right into an event horizon yeah. rewatchables, I'm with uh, you on that one. In fact, let's that, just end this podcast and we'll go and we'll watch that ahead. film. <laughs> that movie, the first time I saw it, that, that movie that fucking terrified me. Oh, yeah. It's legitimately just, one of the most terrifying movies. It's awesome. Just straight up yeah, just straight up terrified me. But yep. anyway, we're getting we're we're getting a field. Let's let's yeah. bring this train um, back on track. I'm gonna other stuff age the best. I, Making fun of government propaganda films. <laughs> Um, I honestly yeah. think about this movie a lot when I see TV ads for the U.S. military because they're also comically bad, but they're way less self-aware than this movie. <laughs> yeah, so. I have. Um, <laughs> so I wrote this down and then added a, uh, a caveat. I put gender equality uh, and then I, and then after because that, that came up like quite early in the film. And then once we got quite a ways into the film, I was like, ish. Um, so, <laughs> ish. So like, the, the future society is, but our view of it in 1997 is not. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, you know, having mixed gender football team is badass. Uh, especially because like Dizzy is the best character in this film, but I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, uh, yeah. Like unisex showers. That's basically that's one upping the unisex toilets from Ally <laughs> McBeal. <laughs> um, yeah, there was there was a, a bunch of stuff that they did that was like, oh, that's like this is still in the nineties. That's pretty forward thinking of them. And then there's a bunch of stuff that I'll get to in what's age the worst. <laughs> um, yeah, Zim is the best character. You oh yeah, actually Zim is pretty dope. Dizzy Dizzy's up there though. I think she is the best character. I would agree. Um, My last thing for what's age the best is uh, Carmen giving Rico the turkey drop like two months into basic. What the fuck is a turkey Uh, drop? (laughs) Okay. Oh yeah. I need to explain that. I think for a non-American audience. So the turkey drop is an idea in the, in the U S that basically like you go off to uni and then when you come back for Thanksgiving, so about two or three months into to uni, you go back to Thanksgiving, you break up with whoever your high school significant other was, and people just call it the turkey drop. Smart. At least was what we called it when I was growing up. Um, yeah. She's clearly way too good for him. I don't know what to say. I know we're supposed good? to like I, I know we're supposed to like Rico as the romantic lead, but he he clearly peaked in high school. So good move good move by her. Good move by her. Yeah, if there was her. not a war and if he wasn't from a wealthy family, he'd be working at a car wash. Like straight up. <laughs> or a like really crushing that thirty five percent on the math exam. <laughs> or, you know, like a men's review show if you if you catch my drift. Um But yeah. Mm-hmm. It, like the Carmen character is by far out of his league um as for denise richards maybe not (laughs) (laughs) okay well that's a good transition let's just segue right into what's age the worst what what he got dk (laughs) (laughs) so she um yeah go ahead no you go you go you take it you take it no 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 you stay on the same topic because we're gonna just get into that so oh she's just not great (laughs) (laughs) it is not great she so she went after this film i believe she then filmed wild things um yeah we'll get to that for apex mountain that's probably her apex mountain (laughs) that's 100 percent apex mountain um and that's a very sharp peak um (laughs) 
Uh, but Cole's like, like wild things, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger blood. Um, yeah. And then Charlie Sheen happened. Poor yeah, Denise. Oh, poor Denise. It's not your fault. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's in the, in the, the, uh, recent tinted glasses looking at Denise Richards. Uh, it's, it's not great. She hasn't aged that well. Um, mm. Killed it like the action. gender politics line that you mentioned test audiences and even the producers on the film apparently they really did not like Harmon. they felt uh, apparently that she was that she was disloyal to rico for choosing her, her career and or <laughs> and or xander as like looking to him as an upgrade yeah um producers apparently also cut a scene at the end where rico and carmen kiss because it's an action movie you got to have the protagonist kiss at the end so I mean that's probably a good cut though, given the alleged like love triangle angle. And poor Xander had only been he died like ten minutes before that. So yeah. uh yeah. But weirdly, like apparently the reason it was cut was because producers thought that somehow made the betrayal worse that she went back to him later. So I'm like uh, <laughs> that's just like backwards ninety gender politics type stuff. But I gave my thoughts. On that above so you know what fuck the haters carmen i'm with you fuck Rico. i do i do love how he's like <laughs> how he's like just say it once try it off the sides and she's like i love you <laughs> <laughs> it's not that into you bro i don't know what to tell you <laughs> yeah yeah i mean did that feel good it didn't look like it felt good <laughs> uh yeah uh, nothing like wearing a woman down until she tells you that she loves you and so, like mumbles it under her breath I love you. And then instantly gets on a train and goes away. <laughs> yep. He's like, yes, this relationship's on a solid foundation. I can't wait to come back to this. So um, going back to what I was saying about gender equality-ish, um, they did some stuff that was really cool. Again, the, like, Diz being basically the quarterback of her football team is like quite a big deal. Yep. Uh, to go from that uh to promote consistently promoting dudes uh over the women that showed way better leadership qualities mm. <laughs> like she she was like right we're gonna run this play and he was like cool and he did a flip and everyone was like man rico you the man you awesome you should rico. be the leader yeah and he was <laughs> and then he turns around and says to her very quietly i couldn't have done this without you <laughs> i know like, what an asshole <laughs> yeah such a dick. And then when he gets promoted, he's like, oh, I suppose I'm yep. gonna throw her, you know, a promotion as well. Um But but she's not even choice, the first though. person Yeah, she, she's yeah, not exactly. even the first person to ask. He asked Ace first and, he, and, and 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 Ace, knowing that he's already Ace. fucked his shit up once, is like, nah, bruh. Nah, I can't this do is, it. This, nah, nah, we're not we're not doing that. And so it's like, well, do some I I guess do you wanna do this since 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 my boy over here couldn't. Do, do you wanna it's like Mm, Rico's like, yeah. oh, if only, if only there was someone else <laughs> that could possibly do God. this. Anyone? She should have been running the Roughnecks from minute one. Hell she would have had them all run foot six three holes, and they would have just conquered Clendathu in like two minutes. Dizzy's Roughnecks. Who? <laughs> That's what it should have been. Cheers. Mm. They caught like Dizzy's dick stompers or something. <laughs> brilliant um right what age the worst this one was like the worst um, obvious 
I'm not out. sure this would really hold up to the modern standards of uh, intimacy coordinators. Um, apparently, a lot of the cast was bothered by the nudity for the shower scene specifically, and only agreed to do it if Paul Verhoeven would also be naked during the shooting. So he had yeah. to direct the scene naked. Uh, this is another lesson for you kids. Never dare a Dutchman to go naked. You're not going <laughs> to win that battle. Yeah, you are going to lose um, every time. He's already undressing as that like, well, you have <laughs> yeah. to do it. <laughs> and it's like, oh no. Um, but it particularly doesn't age well with the complaints that Sharon Stone apparently made about the filming of Basic Instinct. So that's not really a great look um, in the Me Too era. Um, for Verhoeven's part, though, like unsurprisingly, he found it kind of weird that everyone from actors to film executives had major qualms or problems with the nudity, but absolutely none with the ultra violence whatsoever. It's like fucking Americans. Well, I don't understand such you. An American thing, yeah. though. Uh, they're like, you can't swear, and we don't want to see any nudity. Uh, no titties. But bring out all the guns and shoot everything. Shoot yeah, everybody in the head, blood all over the place. Yeah, dismember people. It's fine. Yeah, but don't, don't, don't say bad words. And we don't, don't say fuck. See, we don't want to Do not see, say fuck. <laughs> we don't want to see naked people anywhere. Um, Ever. So Steve made a, a good point. Um, and what during the watch last night, he was like, "Yeah, all the dudes in that scene are um, strategically placed, so you can't see their guns." <laughs> all. Um, yeah in the middle yeah um yeah but there's there's titties everywhere um you know there's no strategically placed titty poles anywhere Um, definitely not yeah but Uh, but at the same time also i mean the the way that scene is filmed um and it it, with, with it just being so matter of fact it's like it's a co-ed shower yeah that's how unremarkable to them that's i think kind of to steve's point that it's like to them yeah like gender parity is kind of the norm and there's nothing unusual like it's not an inherently sexual situation but obviously it is for people filming it in 1997 yeah um i guess like also it's fine the yeah the way it's filmed is fine the 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 uncomfortableness of the actors at at that point not so much yeah um, they, also, that one dude seemingly lines. blushes like the whole scene as well, which, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, um, also, what's age the worst? People not understanding satire. Mm. I feel like I've had to explain this to too many people. Specifically, um, that that this movie is a satire of the book and of this kind of society specifically like guys the characters are literally wearing straight up nazi attire the <laughs> yeah. opening scene propaganda, that is literally a shot for shot remake of one of the scenes in triumph of the will which is a fascist propaganda film from the 1930s it's really not subtle and yet you can go onto any message board and stuff like that and you will have a whole crowd of people saying that they they really wish that life were more like starship troopers that society should be structured more like it is in starship troopers because of them seeing it in the movie i'm like guys it, that was meant to not say that that was a, a great thing yeah you can only like you only get basic human rights if you um if you adhere to militarized life basically you gotta yeah. serve to get to get anything um but yeah you're right like heathen the the straight up gestapo uniforms uh during the uh the funeral scene um later yeah. on in the film <laughs> carl walks in i was like Oh, uniforms. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's not great. Um, nah. I mean, some, 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 a little more lighthearted stuff that didn't age well. Um, I mean, as you know, we, the, the CGI on, on the bugs, all good. The actual computer graphics on, you know, the various monitors all over the place, not so good. Uh, just, and, 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 and again, it's just, that's, that's just a case of, you know, at the time that the movie was made, yeah, sweet. Those, those graphics would have looked awesome. Would have been cool. It just, now we're guys like, yeah, well, that's, um, that's, that's, that's DOS. Okay. Um, well, DOS so, yeah, drives. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was, so, so that, okay. Um, um, Rico getting his Dear John letter on a mini disc. <laughs> mail <laughs> comes, one. mail comes on mini discs. Yeah, it's futuristic, no. man. <laughs> they had email in 1997. That was not like a foreign concept. Like you should have yeah. been able to broadcast that into the future. <laughs> so yeah, good. so that, so, so, so that, 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 watching that today when the guy comes in and is doing mail call and it's just like, mini disc, you get a mini disc and you get a mini disc. It's like, you can't okay. hand out emails though. That's ridiculous. Unless, For like, sure. unless it just showed like forward from that one guy. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, and well and I've got I've got one more shoot. Um it's so the 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 graduation dance scene, the music in that scene did not age well <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Did, did you see the, the backup dances? The backup scenes? Yes. Oh that's so awesome. <laughs> they like clearly don't want to be there. <laughs> yeah, no, there was like the that the like, oh, we covered that hoodie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the music, the 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 the, the, the music though just totally jumped out. It like when that scene started, the music started. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> this, this is, is fucking this terrible. Is the thing. In militarized fascistic societies, they clamp down hard on art. You don't get any good art. So, <laughs> music straight out the window. Expected like Romy and Michelle to pop up in the background because <laughs> of the music. <laughs> <laughs> and that one's for I got that you, reference. Yeah, that's for all you thirty pluses <laughs> out there. <laughs> um, uh, I had a couple. I had a couple. Sure, um, go for it. Things that didn't age well: handing out guns to children in a park. <laughs> that didn't age super well. Um, thought that was amazing. Obviously, that's you know, again, that's satire. Part of the inside joke. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, let's see. High school pacts in films uh they <laughs> which again was kind of like like poke fun at immediately in the film like carl's talking about like yeah uh, like you know we we're not gonna ever see each other again we're gonna be like light years away but sure we'll stay friends break um let's see oh this one's kind of heavy um choking out someone on the ground by leaning on them with your knee that has not oh, aged well ooh. um yeah yeah, yeah okay i didn't I even saw, think about that one when i cool. saw her i was like oh no no <laughs> like that's getting chopped from the network cut yeah, yeah. yeah let's just assume he beat up that woman and didn't choke her out with his knee yeah he just trips her and that's it yeah and that's it yeah like that's at the end of the fight um that one was pretty heavy watching that was like, yeah was like, um I mean, not quite that heavy, but sort of along those lines. 
pretty much all white actors playing Latin American parts <laughs> that they're all supposed to be from Buenos Aires and they're all extremely Anglo-Saxon. Well, so I figure that comes out of like a, a future where like it, everywhere has become mixed race. Um, but we'll get less white, not more. <laughs> well no so there was these are recessive genes here buddy (laughs) (laughs) there was like um there was in in the the scene where they're all joined up to the military there is a large diverse group of people in that scene um i mean in terms of the lead actors yes specifically playing people named juan rico carmen abanez and dizzy Dizzy flores (laughs) and they are all very very white super Um, white uh, maybe that's supposed to be in keeping with the tone maybe they're like supposed to be descendants of argentine nazis i don't know <laughs> um what really bugged me actually now that i think about it uh when when rico is with his parents and they're talking about him like going to harvard and shit yeah they have the stupidest champagne glasses i think i've ever seen it's basically <laughs> a, sh- a shot glass a shot. at the end of a steam i'm like cheap fucks no wonder you've got so much money splash out every once in a while um yeah anyway that wasn't what's aged the worst i just thought it was funny um, that is kind of a funny observation did you have anything else for that dk did you have any other ones no we'll get more into that later um especially when we get to recasting couch but it was certainly an issue that i was thinking of especially because in the book um the characters are kind of much more explicitly non-white um since rico is specifically he's supposed to be filipino Mm. in the book um as is presumably carmen um other than it's really really right-wing politics the soldiering core in the book is pretty diverse it's just it's the non-humans who are well dehumanized right. but humanity is all like one big happy family that kind of thing but we'll get more into that later here for the moment on phone enjoy the stream excellent glad you're here with us a little bit maddie <laughs> only shots for guests um right uh where are we at number five we're never yep so we've we've had another renaming. So in honor of the triple threat tournament, this has been renamed the as the Dasan Kerr moment. heat check performance, where the actor who wasn't I in a lot of scenes but put up big numbers the every time they were. From we're gonna we're gonna a string of nukes dropped by our, our boy Stallion. Um, no. I don't know if this will be a tough category or not. The scene, I feel like there's a pretty obvious answer, but it might also be controversial because this person might be in too much of the movie. I had two, and it's probably. You probably got the same one. Uh, who, who have you got, DK? No, I'm, I'm going. I'm going first way too much. You guys talk. Okay. Do you want to go? Do you want to go first for this one, then? No, I've gone. I've I've i gone first on like right. half of these. So you go first on this one, Steve. So cool. for me, um, I had either Clancy Brown or Michael Ironside. Um, Those are exactly. I think Michael Ironside's in too much of the movie for this yeah, category. Yeah, they, they seem to both be kind of in a lot, like either front loaded or back loaded. Like you know, they'll they'll go for a stint of the film for you know maybe twenty minutes where they are in every scene, and then they don't make another appearance in the film or or you know a brief appearance. Yeah. Um, but they both, um, every time they were on screen they killed every single scene that they were in like they dominated for sure they were so good um brown is the correct answer here yeah 
he might be in too much of the movie, but he's probably honestly my favorite part of this film. Um, from the the knife throwing part, obviously, oh. is hilarious. Put your hand um, on that wall, private. <laughs> and then like his kind of sympathy for Rico when he's about to be flogged with like the bite down on this son, it helps. Yeah, I know. I know. Like like yeah. I've like I've been there. Like I also had to get beaten a couple of times. Um. It's, it's yeah, the, and then the asshole to the, the heart of gold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He yeah. is that to a T yeah. in this film. Like he straight yeah. up broke that dude's arm. Yeah, without even breaking <laughs> the sweat. He broke that arm, almost murdered Dizzy, but yeah. solid dude. Don't worry about yeah. it. He called for the medic <laughs> straight away. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> medic. <laughs> um, well, and then um, and, and, and then and then you you can also make the argument for Michael Ironside because. I mean, that man just chews scenery in scenes that... <laughs> yeah, that, he's coming up in a, in a future category, I'm pretty yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's definitely one of those characters that, um, you know, stuff, stuff that he's in, um, you know, he's, he's, he's definitely, he, he was definitely never a leading man. Like, he was always a, a support type character. Was he usually but, a bad guy as well? Frequently, yeah, he has a, yeah, he had a reputation for for being bad guys. Mm. I mean, probably most famously in Total Recall, but so certainly good. there are other films as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you can make arguments for for either of them. I, DK, I, th- I think you're probably right. I think Clancy Brown is probably the correct answer here, but I don't think you. I, I don't think you know. You we're we're completely wrong in saying Michael Ironside is is a close second with that. Yeah, I actually kind of underrated in this film, and he's in it for way too much of the film to be eligible for this award. But I think kind of underrated here, Jake Busey. I think he's actually pretty good. So good. That's great. I mean, the, this role is kind of tailored for him in a way, but not bad. Not bad. He's the he's a great sidekick. Great like. Um ego psychic dude yeah and he's side to kick (laughs) he's like that great character you have in in lots of movies where it's just like oh this guy is going to be like the antagonist he's the bad guy and like actually no they become like best friends yeah (laughs) so i don't know um so i had him in in a uh i have him in a different category yeah i had him too um because i didn't know why we'll get there (laughs) yeah we'll get there (laughs) we'll get there um Right, number six. So we got for Clancy Brown heat check award. I think so. Yeah, all right, yeah. all right. Yeah. Clancy Brown's our clear winner there. All right, number six. Another slight renaming convention. We're changing this to the chair throwers overacting award for the actual up to hundred. If you got him, throw him in chat. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so so for so for this, I've got, I've I've got three. Um, so. One, Jake Busey as as Ace. Come on, I mean, but he's like he's definitely yeah. He's, he's choose the scenery. He's 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 totally overacting, and it's and, and it's hilarious and it's great. Um, the the other two that I've got are are very are, are very small pieces within the the a movie. Um, ones from some of the prop propaganda after buenos aires is is um you know smashed um <laughs> after 
The the only good bug is a dead bug after they pan off the guy's dead dead <laughs> dog. Get the guy's dead dog. Yeah, it's like, 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 good bug. It's like, okay. <laughs> um, so him and um, his, his name is apparently John John Davison. This, this was the advantage to watching this on Amazon. Um, there you go. Like, oh, who's this guy? X-ray that shit. Yeah, it's that guy. Cool. Um, and then um, Timothy McNeil, who was one of the bug ex- experts, also in s- s- some of the propaganda stuff. Um, he's he, a good guy. Yeah, he, he's um, so for he's it's the it's the two two bug experts, male female, going back and forth, and he is just so um, like there can't possibly be be a brain bug. I am offended by this idea, oh, and he's just and human he's, dude. <laughs> yeah, and he's and and he's and he's I mean he's just totally fucking going for it. Um, yeah, twenty seventh so, century Tucker Carlson. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So well, so like standing as well, Glader. Well done. <laughs> the thought exactly. <laughs> the yes. So I mean, if, smart one. Damn, damn, like those are those are those are those are my three, and I know which one I would. I, I'm gonna pick, but I'm gonna let you guys do a mirrors, and then we'll see if we can f- find a consensus. Right. Uh, I had General Owen. Um, okay. Okay. I have this in there. Yeah, General okay. Owen. <laughs> he was in the film for what five minutes? <laughs> yes. And he acted his ass off the entire time. <laughs> it was awesome. Okay. Um, okay. They got into Farley's mind. They want to know us. They can kill us. <laughs> He was manic. He was like terrified. Like just all of his, uh, I don't know, any any shred of dignity that he had uh, was gone. Was gone, and you know, uh, smushed, smushed into the ground. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, I had him, and for me, he was the clear winner because, like, like no one else that had any more than one line like was as manic or crazy as he was including yeah Ace. so if we're, if we're just doing this as a one line reading i think that's probably a pretty clear nominee um he had more somewhere kind line. of well yeah, yeah yeah i mean but that's a small part um yeah, small. two scenes Seems like yeah versus scenes. versus the other one so fan in addition to the the uh the only good bug is a dead bug guy yeah also the uh the mom who's jumping up and down like clapping yes. as her kids are stomping okay. on bugs. the guy is <laughs> yeah, definitely that's, some that's fair a plus scene chewing. Um, I feel like somewhere in between the two categories of heat check and the overacting award, like basically every scene Michael Ironside is in, like that dude has no chill in this movie <laughs> at all. He wants to no. throw it a million miles an hour every time he steps up. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> um, shoot you. I'll shoot you. I'll expect one of you to do the same for me. <laughs> make so it 20. Cavalier about it. Yeah. Um, oh. So... <laughs> So, so I mean, Clancy, Clancy Brown, great moment when he when he makes that dude run around the barracks. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, move, 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 you keep time. He's like, let's get keep pace, <laughs> move. Love it. I don't know. Yeah, it's a... uh, I I would I would support the Marshall Bell, aka General Owen, um, for the, for the overacting award there. At least he was he was a named character. He yeah, named character. true. Yeah, I mean, I. I think it's a toss-up between between General Bell and and the Timothy McNeil. Like, I, they're they're both just, you know, 
overacting and and going for it and it's and it's and it's hilarious on on both but if you guys are going to overrule me then fine fuck you scene i i agree the two pundits arguing about the intelligence of bugs and i like when when she has to like literally stomp on his foot to get him to stop talking (laughs) that was like my favorite part i'm like oh this is just like cable news now oh it's so yuck just because you talk louder and faster than the other person (laughs) doesn't mean that you were the winner (laughs) stupid um that's how this show worked sometimes Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, mute. <laughs> um, right. Number seven. The recasting couch. Ooh. All right. So I'm going to be. Yeah, you you I guys have... had, a, had a tough time with this one. We had our pre show meeting. By tough. Yeah. Neither me or Than had a single one. <laughs> Correct. So this one's, this one's all you, bro. Um, br- what do you got? Br- br- okay. Br- yeah. So us. when I raised this, um, Steve, you had said, oh, but the casting is like so perfect because I can't imagine other actors playing them. Because well, mostly because so, like, they all seem to be like, ca- I mean, character actors is probably the wrong way to put it, but there's no, there's no one big name, or at least at the time, it's seemingly no one big name um, aside from maybe Michael Ironside. Yeah, I mean, when they put him as a big name. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know, because like every time I, see I, him, I think at that point he was he was a that guy. He was oh, it's that guy from Total Recall. Right. Yeah. Right. Or um, V, if you really want to go, you know. Yeah, or that deep cut. But yeah, it yeah. all seemed like yeah, they were he's like... not the guy from Highlander too, because that doesn't exist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they all seemed like that. It was just um, you know character actors. They all that everyone did a really good job. Mostly, Amy Smart's in this movie. What the shit? Yeah. Bit part. Yeah. Bit part. Sorry. Continue with your thought. So <laughs> when I was going into the research for this, um, Verhoeven apparently wanted to cast more age appropriate actors. So people who actually could have been right out of high school, right out of basic training, rather than people in their 40s. mid to late twenties, oh. which all of the actors were at the time. Yeah. Um, I think Dina Meyer, Dizzy, I think she was the oldest of the group she was born like the late 60s um casper van dean i think it was also late 60s early 70s that kind of thing um they but were all 29 they were, they were all okay. 29 they were yeah all 29 so late 20s when they were filming this yeah yeah definitely not high school kids not people who no. were right out of basic training no. so i was NBA trying to narrow young. down some actors who would have been like in that 18 to 21 range to actually look for were could there have been young actors so we're looking for people born between 1977 and 1989, thereabouts. So I just did a quick kind of IMDb search trying to look for actors who were born in the 70s, stuff like that. Anybody you know, appropriate. So let me just throw out some names that are in here, and I'll give you their year of birth. One, Orlando Bloom, born 1977. As are you going to put them in a role or just... I, I, I'm throwing this out for you guys. You can think about this after I get through the list. And stuff like okay. that about whether you would put any of these people in there. Josh Hartnett, 1978. Chris Pratt, 1979. Tom Hardy, 1977. Travis Fimmel, 1979. That's the guy from uh, Vikings and Raised by Wolves, if you're okay. familiar with him. Uh, Jonathan Reese Myers, 1977. Oh, mm. really? Jason Momoa, 1979. Michael Fassbender, 1977. Um, I'm probably going to skip over West Chatham because I don't know if there's a lot of Expanse fans out there and he was still in the Navy at the time. Um, so as I was going through this list and just looking at IMDb, I was like, fuck, 
These are all, other than Jason Momoa, these are all white people. Come on, do better, IMDb. Why are you giving me only white actors? Literally like the top 50 or 60 actors that was born in the 1970s were all white. So I had to do a little bit more digging. So I thought, okay, what if we actually look to Latino actors, mm. something like that. So other names that I came up with. And some of these are fall a little bit outside the range. Diego Luna, 1979. Oscar Isaac, 1979. Pedro Pascal, a little too old. 1975, but I felt like he'd be a relevant mention since, mm-hmm. you know, Mandalorian and whatnot. Yeah. Um, Michael Pena, similar category, 1976. Uh, most relevant. Sorry, keep going. Go ahead. What are you no, saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, most relevant, and I have to take credit Erica for this, pointing out that we have an actual Filipino American actor could have cast as Rico, who's supposed to be Filipino. Dante Vasco, aka Rufio from Hook. Born, oh, really? Also born 1975. He would have been awesome, right? Yeah, I think he would have. He would have been great. Rufio's roughnecks. Who? Exactly. So um, that's who we have on the list. Any of those? Any of those names especially stand out to you for any of the characters? Any uh, actresses' names that you picked out? Yes, I, I was going to get to that. For, yeah, okay. I was going to we'll, do, we'll, we'll do the dudes and, and then going to do the ladies after that. Um, I don't know, like. Yeah, Rufio as as Rufio. Rufio as that that. Rico yeah, he is. Just, he is Rufio. Yeah, he's Rufio. Yeah, <laughs> he's not Dante Vasquez. Either that or either that or he's. Uh, um, why can't I remember the name that he voices on Avatar: Last Airbender? Oh, it's okay. Yeah, it's I'm blanking on it, but yeah, that's probably like his most well-known role now. Um, anyway, uh. Michael Pena, I was gonna say, would be kind of cool in that like in that psychic role, but I, maybe he's not quite big enough. Like Ace, kind of seems like he has to be a big, dumb guy that like gets emasculated when he can't lead lead teams, um, you know, full of ego and shit. So maybe he's not the right one for that. Um, Peter Pascal seemed like he would be pretty cool in that Rico role as well. Um, he'd be pretty dope. Um, I mean, Diego Luna and Oscar Isaac are definitely pretty short, but... I don't know who they, they are. Who were they, were they from? Uh, Diego Luna, you'd probably know from Rogue One. He's uh, Cassian. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Oscar Isaac, also, most recent Star Wars, he's um, uh, Poe, Poe Dameron. Um, yeah. Also played uh, Apocalypse yes. in the X-Men Apocalypse and is going to be uh, Duke Leto in the upcoming Dune film. Right. Um, there was something you said from the, the, the white people list <laughs> that I thought would have been quite good as that Carl role. Um, but I can't remember who you, who you was it Jonathan Reese Myers. I thought that popped. No, no, that but like, that was surprising to me. I thought he was way older than that. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah, I go through the list again. The first one that I did, there was yeah. Orlando Bloom, Josh Hartnett, Chris Pratt, Tom Hardy, Travis Fimmel, Michael Fassbender. Maybe it was um, uh, Orlando Bloom, because he kind of has that, like, I don't know. Like, the whole thing was that Neil Patrick Harris was was supposed to be, like, the nerdy, weedy dude. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It's so funny to see the nerdy, weedy dude bully the big jock guy in front of everyone. That was really funny to me. <laughs> You're dumb at math. And everyone's like, <laughs> he is dumb at math. Look at him, dumb math guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, out of that list, I'd probably, probably say him. I don't know. What do you think, Dan? 
Um, this is this is another one of those cases where um, you know because the the actors all really did a great job of embodying their 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 roles. It becomes really hard to picture other people mm. in said roles. Um, and and the last time I was at at Dragon Con in 2018, I actually I did a Starship Troopers panel that had Patrick Muldoon who plays Xander and Deanna Meyer who plays Diz. Diz um, you know they're an- answering questions and like still to to this day they're just like this was this was great this was a really cool thing we got to embody these characters people still come up to us and are like hey you're you know you you did that yes and it was awesome and so like with that type of kind of long-term cultural impact i don't know i have i'm 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 having a really hard time picturing anybody else doing those roles i mean all all of those names that the the i mean i mean they're all they're all solid i mean and and if if they had been in in the role, we'd probably be having you know the same conversation. In the oh, I can't imagine any, anybody else doing the thing. Mm. Um, and very but, early roles, pretty much for all of those actors. Mm. They were yeah. been virtual unknowns at the time, which is, I mean, part of probably why they weren't cast. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, so you know, so so trying to you know kind of work work my 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 head around that. I'm like, eh, I don't. I, I don't really. There's nobody that leaps out and 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 my brain goes, oh yeah, that would have been awesome. Jean-Claude you know, Van it's all as Rico. <laughs> it's all it's all very very much. Yeah, I mean, I guess that could have been okay if that that had been a thing. But there's yeah, there, there's there's no just like yes, that could that would have been awesome mm. type jump. So. Yeah. Who's the guy from um, Chat does bring me Rufio. <laughs> Ron Ron Perlman is Ace. That'll be wicked. Yeah. <laughs> to, uh, to pick someone who's even older. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey kids. I too am just fresh out of high school. Yeah, greetings, fellow teenagers. Teenagers, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very much the meme I was thinking of at that moment. Um, just as a side note, are you guys hashtag team Carmen or Team Dizzy? Are you asking us? Yeah. Oh, dizzy all the way, man. Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not. It's not even a. It's not even a question. Um, not is even there close. anyone else? Is there anyone out there you think was actually Team Carmen? Or, did, or I mean, I still say that Carmen that Carmen was right to dump Rico, but oh, I absolutely. wish her best. But Dizzy's way cooler. Oh, she's way cooler. Like and way better for him. If only he could see the true value in his good friend Dizzy, the douchebag pilot. <laughs> He was team. He was team common. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That other, Xander that was definitely. Guy. Hey, leave Xander alone. We're not getting Xander's perspective on things. That dude was clearly held back like eight years in high school to be able to still be playing high school. <laughs> to playing with the other twenty-nine-year-olds yeah. in the film, you mean? Yeah. Let's go, kids. Ugh. Ugh. Something that aged very poorly is the the so-called tackling that was happening during that game. Absolute <laughs> shoulder check. Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> all the titular characters are just like boom out of my way out of my way hey, maybe that's the rules in 
future footy that you play on hard ass concrete when you get tackled <laughs> instead of grass because they're yeah, tough in the that. future <laughs> yay go johnny <laughs> i loved it so much. i love that whole scene <laughs> sports should have put that in rewatchable scenes poor disney um, 20 minutes with rico yeah if that at best we had yeah, we talked about it last night like you know three minutes and then he's probably gonna have a power nap or you know <laughs> I, I think glad to see the cry <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's more likely to me um, but i still crying over carmen oh it's just, so it was funny when when he said i love you to carmen and she didn't say it back it wasn't funny when diz said it to him and he didn't say it back. she's so much she, both of those fucked him what the hell man <laughs> oh, both of those women's far too good for that guy but, yep uh but uh, so okay recasting couch for actresses mm. i agree dina meyer to stay in but other options that we have people born in the same time frame rachel mcadams 1978 katie holmes also 1978 <laughs> jennifer love hewitt 1979 <laughs> oh, sarah michelle geller 1977 so if we're if we're gonna look at actual latina actresses we have yeah. michelle rodriguez 1978 rosario dawson mm -hmm. 1979 and zoe saldana 1978 Ooh, she would have been badass as dizzy maybe maybe not at that age maybe carmen would be more sympathetic if she was played by one of them <laughs> uh she, she just like casually soullessly smiles throughout the whole movie and i really hate it <laughs> it's really just like oh, she just not into anything <laughs> especially bug guts um i mean i think i i feel like um zoe Sal saldana as as carmen could have actually been a lot more interesting than denise richards i mean <laughs> but, but i think interesting than denise richards well, okay, that's well. That, look that at the I accurate. hate Denise Richards podcast. Jesus, Steve. No, look, I don't hate anything, but you know, <laughs> I'm definitely not Team Carmen. <laughs> this is one thing we've learned. Yeah, and I mean, I I know some people are going to say, "Oh, well, they would have been way too young in those roles," but that's kind of the point: is that if these are supposed to be people who are just out of high school or having to make these life and death decisions, then yeah, they would be people who are who are very young at the time. Anyone would have been more interesting than Denise Richards. <laughs> yeah, what you do, right, is you get um, Amy Smart and you give her a sock puppet, right? And then <laughs> that's probably going to be more interesting. <laughs> It'll at least oh. feel like it has more of a soul. Um, poor Denise Richards. Oh, poor Denise Richards. She didn't deserve fucking tiger blood. Um, Dina Myers, Casper Van Dyne, and Brenda Strong were the only actors to come back for subsequent films. What subsequent films? <laughs> yeah um, i don't think we we've mentioned in what's age the worst we don't need to talk about the sequels put steve in a dress way better absolutely um was brenda strong only in flashbacks for the sequels then because she dies who's brenda she, strong that's captain delatier she gets crushed by the door oh, yeah. so yeah so so yeah so so she'd have to be flashbacks and i mean dina myers would have to be flashbacks too because i mean yeah she did seemingly she it's funny was how that works. uh target xena warrior princess She's the she's uh, she's the Kmart brand Xena Warrior Princess, is uh whatever her name. I think of her name. as Sue Ellen Mishki from Seinfeld, the the woman who only who doesn't wear a bra ever. Don't know, 
never watched Seinfeld. Yeah, you've heard Seinfeld fans. All right. Dina Myers' oh, hallucination, and... the fifth film. That's rad. Fifth film? Jesus Yeah, there were five. Yeah. Good lord. <laughs> um, I think I watched 20 minutes of the second film, and that was it. <laughs> what, don't, second don't film? what second film? What second film? Um anything else you guys want to add to that nah i think i i think that i think this is this is Perfect. one of those that eh, number eight we're good <laughs> okay half-assed internet research i got a lot here so okay well 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 i've got um i've got one main thing and it you know is actually the reason why i'm wearing this beanie today and not my mm. normal one um it's because the the armor that the mobile infantry is using gets reused in an episode of Firefly called The yes, Train Job. Um, so it was like, hey, there's a there's a little, little bit of a tie-in. I'm going to wear this beanie today. That and I can't find my resupply one and I'm really pissed off. So it was a, it was a good excuse to... <laughs> it's with your Starship Troopers DVD. Yeah. <laughs> so more than, more than likely. Yeah. Um, I have... Uh... Uh, according to Glader, oh, what's happening? Thunder! Thunder has just been resupplied. Thank you so much. Thank you for the follow. Appreciate it. Awesome. Yes, we were Thunder? talking about the upcoming Utah event. I mean, yeah. It, it should be a goodie, too. Um, I don't right. know if that's Thunder Thunder or if that's um, a, different a different Thunder. Thunder. Could be a different Thunder. Hello, Thunder Thunder, if it is Thunder. We have fake Thunders, fake DKs, fake Steves. We have all kinds of fake people. <laughs> Fake ass shit, fake ass Denise Richards right here. Um, so, uh, according to Glader, they wouldn't shoot the shower scene unless the director was also. Oh wait, you already did that one. Um, yes. According to Steve the Pirate. Uh, yeah, that is only Thunder. That's Brandon. It is awesome. Yeah, it's Thunder Thunder. What up, Thunder? Nice to see you. Um, Seventeen gallons of blood used in this movie apparently seems like a conservative estimate to me seventeen <laughs> hundred gallons <laughs> um uh, apparently i was gonna say gary Busey. jake Busey learned to play the violin for this role apparently um good for the 20 seconds that he plays the violin in the movie i'm glad uh, he took those lessons it sounds so good though like the crazy synth violin love it every time um Apparently, the guns weighed 22 pounds, and the armor weighed 32 pounds. Uh, it was just it's not very combat effective. <laughs> no. <laughs> and for um for Rico to jump from that cliff onto the tank bug um, and do that without, you know, missing a beat, pretty impressive, mate. Pretty impressive. Uh, Apparently, he broke a rib doing that, too. So, did he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, that's fun. Um, and the last interesting fact is that even though he is uh, um, really not into blood and guts, our good friend Night Owl has watched this movie. Uh, so there you go. I didn't even have to look up on IMDb for that one. So, yeah, you're welcome, audience. Interesting. You know, if 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 that had been on IMDb, that would have been real fucking impressive, actually. <laughs> not going to lie. Night Owl has watched this movie. <laughs> I'm going to add that to the Wikipedia page. Um, what do you got, DK? Okay, so 
I kind of want to dive in with differences with the book, since that is uh, a major topic, since this is based on a Robert Heinlein book from 1959 that won the Hugo Award the following year. Wait, 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 wait. Hold that thought. All you need now is to smoke weed, and now it would be the boys' podcast. Thank you very much, Ace Viper. That is a very, very good uh, point on the whole thing. The whole thing. Probably would be better with a little cannabis. Yeah, a bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand um, what's going on, but I love it. But basically, with the book, there's a total tonal difference between book and film. I actually meant to reread the book in prep for this week, but I kind of ran out of time because I had schoolwork and stuff to do. Lazy. So I'm going off a memory and be the world wide web i've only read the book twice i read it once basically when the film came out which i was in seventh grade at the time maybe and then i read it again in college um and had pretty different takes on him which one after that which one of us is jeremy clarkson's son i don't know if it's me because of the hair that's a little don't know if i'm a fan of that <laughs> unless i read that um but the, the film is total satire. The book is very much not. Heinlein wrote it immediately after the U.S. suspended nuclear tests in yeah. 1959. Uh, and Heinlein takes this very, very serious, Cold War realist, neoconservative point of view in the book. And you can make a pretty good case that it's just it's straight up militarist. Yeah. Um, I'd argue it doesn't cross into like hard fascism, but that's a I say we sort of discussion for another time. The but there's throughout the book, there's all these explicit attacks on Karl Marx on Plato's Republic, all these other utopian writing. It's like super, super right wing for science fiction. Do you, do you think maybe um, the hardcore fascism came to implement what they have now and they just eased up on it a little bit? I mean, it's kind of possible. It's like, it's very, it's very typical, like Cold War stuff. The whole crux of the book, it seems like for Heinlein, is essentially that um, American society is, it's become way too permissive. You wrote like about juvenile delinquency in the fifties, because you know the fifties known to be a very permissive decade, right? As, uh, totally. as things go, everybody knows that that was where American society really started to crumble. Um, but then American society was getting like too permissive and too soft to, to stand up to the commies. So uh, that was a very different tone in the book, and Verhoeven was essentially making fun of that perspective throughout the entire film. That's why he takes this very um, satirical line through all of it. Michael Ironside apparently asked Verhoeven because Verhoeven uh, lived through the Nazi-occupied Netherlands when he was a young child. He oh, was really? born, I think, in 1938, 1939. So he lived, he was a young child when the Nazis were occupying the Netherlands. Uh, so Michael yeah, Ironside, was, like, He was read very it. nearly collateral damage is basically how it's how it's described mm -hmm. um, him, him growing up. So, yeah, it's yeah. a thing. Yeah. Um, Apparently, Michael Ironside asked him why, after reading the script, he's like, why are you making this right-wing fascist movie? And Verhoeven had said in interviews, basically, that, A, uh, he said that, that the sort of idea is that war makes fascists of everybody. And he also commented to Ironside that if I tell the world that a right-wing fascist way of doing things doesn't work, no one will listen to me. So I'm going to make a perfect fascist world. Everyone is beautiful, everything is shiny, everything has big guns and fancy ships, but it's only good for killing fucking bugs. There's no joy to be had in anything else in the film. It's literally all their society is geared for. Yeah. Um, so that's the kind of serious take. Uh, other little bits that we have, like a lot of directors, uh, Paul Verhoeven used a lot of people from his previous films. Michael Ironside, 
um, and Marshall Bell and Dean Norris, all of them were in Alumsa Total Recall. Uh, Marshall Bell probably be remembered more as, as Quato in Total Recall. Okay, yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, the screenwriter, Ed Newmeyer, also worked with Verhoeven on Robocop. So I feel like Newmeyer must have a pretty good eye for satire since both this film and Robocop are essentially making fun of the things that they're tacitly about. Law enforcement in the case of uh, Robocop and corporatism and militarism and Starship Troopers. It's a classic uh, Detroit biopic. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Neumeyer apparently had to explain most of the adaptation stuff to Verhoeven since Verhoeven thought the book was so bad he couldn't even finish it. He read like two chapters <laughs> and he's like, this is garbage. This is Nazi shit. I grew up with this. I don't need to read any more of this. So he's like, I'm just going to make, I'm just going to make a movie that makes fun of all of this. So Neumeyer pretty much had to do all the adaptation himself on that one. Um, let's see. Speaking of the, the kind of enrollment scene in, um, when they all take their tests, and they're getting placed in the various branches in the military. The guy who handles the recruiting paperwork and it shouldn't be missing both of his legs after revealing that that mobile entry made me the man I am today. He actually is a double amputee in real life. Uh, Robert David Hall is the actor's name. He lost both of his legs in an auto accident. Um, people may also recognize him. He was one of the medical examiners on CSI. Um, he's, he stands still in a lot of scenes, but you can also see him walking on his prosthetic legs in various scenes in CSI. Um, so interesting little bit there. Yeah, you're gonna say he was like double amputee from Vietnam <laughs> for fighting the bugs. Yeah. Oh, I mean the Vietnamese. Yeah. What yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. There's a couple also uh, differences with the adaptation. Michael Ironside's character as Rashak is basically a composite of three characters in the book. Rashak himself, and also. Um, Gene Du Bois is a character who's in the book who actually is kind of the, the social studies teacher for Rico back in high school. He only appears in flashbacks and stuff like that. And there's another character, Sergeant Jalal, who takes a lot of the role that Ironside does um, in, in regards to, to mentor Rico and stuff like that. So in the book, he's kind of like a composite of three different characters. They all rolled it into Michael Ironside's character. Um, the book's almost, almost entirely asexual. There's no romantic plots. With Carmen and Dizzy, they're just other characters who are mentioned. Um, there's also another alien species in the book that they refer to as the the Skinnies, who are a kind of more humanoid race that switch from being allies of the bugs to later being allies of the humans. Um, there's a lot of subjects that suggest that, that both Skinnies and bugs are essentially like epithets they use to dehumanize mm. the other side. Uh, if people are familiar with the Expanse, I don't know if this is... Um, an actual conscious adaptation, but the term skinny is also used as an epithet in that show to describe uh, people who, who live in the asteroid belt since they're supposed to be tall and lanky and stuff like that. Um, but that show also has space Mormons, so I can't rule it out. It's like Starship <laughs> Troopers, so there might be some crossover there. I didn't even notice that until like this watching that, mm -hmm. that it was like space Mormons going to colonize another planet. Um, yes. Yeah, and they get wiped out by the bugs. Yeah, which was a, um, a weird like uh, it seemed like a real odd drive-by <laughs> for them to do that. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe it's smarter commentary than I than I picked up on. But yeah, maybe I wasn't really sure. And until yeah, it came up again in the expanse. I was just like, "There's a big thing for for space Mormons here." So yeah. I don't know what's going on there, but <laughs> yeah. I guess they're just really into space colonization. Yeah. 
Um, and we mentioned it in the in the Aliens rewatchables, but a lot of the military stuff from the book gets incorporated into James Cameron's vision for Aliens. The the dropships, the bug hunt, the powered armor mech loader kind of thing. That was one thing that we didn't get from the from the book, or that we didn't get in the film that does appear in the book, is that the Marines are supposed to have much more like this, um, like powered armor super suits and stuff that they were that would have been cool but it would have been very expensive, expensive and tough to pull yeah. off probably even with the cgi like that probably wouldn't have been great cgi uh, yeah but the... a lot of that stuff military science fiction in general owes a lot to the novel so even if like me you don't really like its politics the influence is very apparent in games like doom and halo across genre and other novels and probably i would say like most notably in the entire warhammer 40k universe is a lot of that space marine stuff is very explicitly modeled on starship troopers yeah well and the other thing with the with the um power powered ar armor so so soldiers in 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 the book like one soldier in power armor is covering a large amount of ground themselves mm -hmm. um so from that aspect it's more it's more visually um appealing for film if you've got you know a whole Bond, bunch of a, a whole yeah a whole, whole bunch of you know people you know running to do things and and it's you know it's 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 a lot more visually striking as opposed to oh here's here's one dude on the bounce in his power armor just oh look a bug hole drop a nuke down oh here's another one drop a nuke down and and you know and there's not another soldier within you know a 10 square mile block of him like that's that's what he's responsible for yeah um yeah. so there's a whole there's a whole visual aspect there as well so, <laughs> yeah heathen's right i'm glad the one weren't the only ones wearing a ridiculous small amount of armor in this film well, so yes let's all put on our heavy armor that the bugs can <laughs> chew through like it's nothing and just stick us with their harpoons. yeah yeah it's not like they weren't wearing armor it's just it didn't do anything like against the bugs um like, wh why is Disney even wearing armor that's not going to protect her from the literal <laughs> one thing it's supposed to do? She's not watching from behind and a bug just fucking skewers her. It, nah, it's only if you fall down you're protected. It's that, That's yeah. basically what the helmet is for. Uh, Ace, Ace Viper said, uh, why don't talk about the Chicago 7 riots, people writing about the Vietnam War saying it's unjust? Mostly because we're talking about a different movie. <laughs> Um, but, we can get to that in a different podcast people want me to talk about that yeah uh, I, I haven't actually seen it I, I um, my wife was watching it and I had I was kind of listening to it in the background and yeah it seemed like a very good movie so uh, if you haven't seen it like me go out and watch it but not right now watch us first then go watch it um, right did you have anything yes. probably a good segue to number nine probably unanswerable questions <laughs> Yeah. Okay. My, my 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 question: Where the hell were the fire bats? They needed fire bats to defend <laughs> that goddamn base at the end. You got all these fucking zerglings creeping up on you. You need your fire bats, man. You Come on. <laughs> you can't just go all marines and bunkers, dude. No, no. Everybody you, knows you, that. You, 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 you have to have at least one or two fire bats in that bunker. Do it. Doing the thing. What's a fire bat? Steve-O is Starcraft. Steve-O is just like, what the fuck are you guys Oof. doing right now? <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, they're gonna have at least two fire bats, man. You guys agree with me? I do. Uh, you're uh, fired from your own podcast. <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> I um, figured. I figured we'd have that there would be at least 
one or two other people in chat that would catch the reference and i knew dk was going to so um <laughs> fuck you i do this podcast for, for myself so, sometimes you so do you, you know, bro. it's fine you do you. <laughs> uh, i'm sure there are a few people who got it ducky um, gets it i have i yeah, have buddy. really important questions um yeah. sure. I'll, I'll save mine for the end um okay so so i've got i've got my fire bats and then what, what so final battle Go, you know, ships are all up there to do to do the drops. Y'all motherfuckers know that the bugs at at this point, you know the the bugs are intelligent and are going to be you know firing shit up That's at you. Borealis. Why the fuck are you are all the ships in just nice little neat rows together? So that you it's all all put together to just give them. It's like, hey, let's just shoot. Let's just shoot these motherfuckers up here. What in the actual fuck? Like, <laughs> drop, like, 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 drop your shit. Get the fuck out. You know, you know that there is that, that there's, there's de- you know defensive fire coming. It's fucking bullshit. Space is they're making thing. a defensive perimeter. They don't have spaceships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space, <laughs> space isn't infinite, my friend. All right, they only have limited amount of space <laughs> to be in. <laughs> It's battle formation. Uh, they were doing a, a quick triple... Th- fuck, I can't even remember the name of it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> triple flip three keys. Thing. Yeah, so yeah, why Whatever. do they just park themselves in orbit and sit there to get shot at? Good question. Smart. Probably unanswerable. Yeah. Because uh, they're not that smart. Let's be honest. The Sky Marshals, they might not know what they're doing. Yeah, it that's, seems that's like fair. the bugs are smarter than the humans, right? That's a big brain bug. Big brain bug. Maybe. With um, his mouth butthole. With his mouth butthole. <laughs> Did you have any more, Than? Those were those were my two mains, so I'll let you guys talk for a little bit. Do you got one for one, DK? How many you got? Okay. Uh let's see, I have at least four I have six total. Okay, I got but some of these may be crossover. <laughs> yeah, I got, um, I got three. <laughs> one so how exactly did the roughnecks save Rico on Clandathu? Yeah, he's left that behind. Like, yeah, he's injured. Plot. He's got basically Plot no armor. ammo, and then he's in the regen tank. Maybe his armor Wait. actually worked. Maybe, but but what happened? Especially especially since the official reports still list him as KIA rather than MIA. Like if he got saved, that should have been noted somewhere, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Especially because they all know knew who saved him. They were like, yeah. oh, that guy saved you." Uh, what's his name? Mr. Ratchak? Ratchabs. Um, yeah. all Ratchabs. They all say Ratjack in the film, but it's actually spelled like a, like a check spelling. R-A-S-C-Z-A-K. All right, right. Um, that's a good question. That's a very good question. What I want to know is, and we asked this during the film, uh, why did they wait so long to take evasive maneuvers from the meteor? Um, yeah. they waited. Oh shit! There's a meteor. <laughs> they're like, oh no! And then they're like, well, we're gonna wait till it almost hits us, and then we'll smash that button and fly down in reverse. I, it, I don't understand. You have all of space. Oh, space isn't that big as we just discussed. <laughs> Apparently, but you, <laughs> you have all of space that you could have been in to move out of the way of that giant ass meteor. Why did you wait till the last second? Well, remember and... this. This did come out the same year as Titanic. They're just not good at not running into things in 1997. <laughs> Apparently, and had you moved sooner, 
um, maybe your communications array wouldn't have been fucked and you could have, you know, communicated back to Earth that, hey, you all yeah. about to be fucked. Well, they were saying, so I can't remember, Glader and Steve were having a discussion during the movie that, like, um, if Carmen had never uh, made, never changed the course that they were on, then they would never have been hit by the meteor, which means they would have probably caught the meteor on some sort of radar. Surely they have a radar. What radar? Yeah. What radar? <laughs> the I radar can't see a fucking is... rock coming at him until it's 10, 10 meters away from him. So up in that communications tower, they just have a dude with some binoculars just like looking around <laughs> in space trying to find things. Um, but he was on break, so, you know. Um, you know, and then they could have warned Earth, but they they didn't so you know but not so much mm. yeah just in general i kind of had that question like how exactly do the bug meteor weapons work like i mean they have to travel super super long distances we can see like clendath who's on the other side of the galaxy pretty much from earth well they um, they fit their meteors with light speed right <laughs> it's not it's not traveling faster than light there they clearly don't have ftl i mean the roger young's able to just like dodge out of the way yeah not well, well yeah except binoculars but... man didn't see it so it must be traveling yeah except faster. he didn't do his job yeah he was also trying to get somebody was supposed to be working yeah like our old man Xander. um i want to know why when they're all standing around at the end with the brain bug why no other arachnids were anywhere near them surely surely because like in the, the in the um big cave battle scene at the base there was like you know thousands a of lot them. yeah yeah so i mean a lot of them got taken out by the nuke but even so yeah, even so you that's the brain bug you would assume yeah that's like that's like you have one job yeah arachnids <laughs> protect you protect the brain, the brain bug. bug yeah um i loved how and... the brain bug like cleopatra into the the cave on the little bugs i love that shit it's awesome and speaking of how does them capture the brain bug like that and the rico rescue these are things we want to see don't just fucking off screen that shit no we want to see uh we want to see the guy i can't remember his name at the end with the nuke in the cave lying down um watkins oh glader that is a good answer you said uh it wanted to be captured maybe big brain bug move. maybe maybe it's, what that is yeah mm. that is mm. it just couldn't wait to get probed by barney stinson um <laughs> yeah weird gaunt ss barney stinson um <laughs> carl <laughs> uh glader says hang on glader says actually explained in it in the third what film third that it wanted film? to be captured nobody wants to, to hear it andrew what nobody wants to hear film? about your third film yeah that's right you can't explain something in a film in a different film unless you're in the MCU. All right. Um, I, I asked this um, Starship Trooper Cinematic Universe. Apparently. I asked I this earlier. Why can't anyone tackle in the football game? That really bugged me. It bugged me a lot. This is my thing. As I wonder, how does the future metal football game thingy work? Like, why aren't they allowed to tackle? And also, what what are the points like? Because like their their touchdown or their try or whatever you're going to call it, it's it's worth five points. You see two times, yeah. Somebody scores five points, go on the scoreboard. The scores are not in multiples of fives. How else do you score? And the, I, these are things that are just bothering me. I need to know. Well, these are the little things that keep me up at night. Maybe Dizzy got like 
safetyed or something. I don't know. But there's a good reason why arena football keeps going out of business. It's because nobody can <laughs> tackle for shit. Um, good luck, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, it, lay, lay some more on us, DK. Uh, so, yeah, we had some similar things regarding that. Yeah, I also need to know more about the, the football game. One that I, I had an unanswerable question, but then I kind of thought of an answer for it. Which is why doesn't Ratchak use a cool prosthetic metal arm all the time? Like, why is he just you know hitting Rico with his stump in the middle of class, and then he doesn't? <laughs> Rico. Then, then he goes back to the army, and he's got his cool metal hand. But I feel like maybe part of the message there is that the Federation really doesn't give a shit about your disabilities unless you need that to make you combat effective. So maybe that's supposed to be like the subtle commentary there. Like, oh, that's fine. If you're just working a desk, we're not going to give you prosthetic legs. If you're teaching high school, you don't need a prosthetic arm. <laughs> yeah, we'll we're saving you, that for the soldiers. We'll give you a prosthetic arm so that you can stamp the paperwork, but you don't need to be walking around. Not for yeah. you, sir. Um, that was a good point. Yeah, he also had a metal arm, didn't he? Yeah, he did. The intake guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Uh, what I want to know is why did... Why did Rap Jabs uh, think that it was so much worse to live out his days as a uh, paraplegic than, you know, uh, being asked to be killed then and there? Because clearly he's already, you know, he's already living his life without the use of one of his arms. Uh, and all that happened was his legs got ripped off. So he probably could have survived that, but he was just like, kill me. <laughs> Give me the other injuries we've seen, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah but that wasn't yeah like i get he didn't want to be captured by the bugs but i'm like they got him right there you just you literally just pull him out of the hole and put him in the ship like the ship's already there yeah i mean yeah that doesn't make sense out of the sarlacc pit and then you know he'll be sweet (laughs) um it's fine here's the biggest question i have um why why does why doesn't rico ever get helmet here ever not even once <laughs> <laughs> throughout the whole film, 26th product, century hair product what product does he use like does he have prosthetics in his hair are they government issued Don't they're know. all hair plugs i mean maybe <laughs> maybe uh rap shack's like you know i'm gonna get this dude i'm gonna get dizzy lay but he, he's gotta look good while he does it and you know gives him special hair product anyway have you got any more I feel like the the one that we're all just overlooking is why the fuck is Dizzy in love with Rico? <laughs> She's so way much, too good for him. Way too good for him. And it's super obvious that he's not into her at all. I like, I, I get I get Casper Van Dien's a good looking guy, but Dizzy, honey, you can do better. Yeah, this dude sucks at math. You don't want to go out with him. He got a thirty five percent. What an idiot. <laughs> She had all this potential. She was going to be the fucking future lady Tom Brady. And then she's just like, no, I'm going to join the army instead. This is why you you put the penis up on a pedestal. Yeah. Just you go, you dizzy. Go, you go, Come you on. Put the penis up on a pedestal. Number 12, get back in the game. Boom. Um, yeah, way better. Uh, he then mentioned about the reloading. Why does nobody reload in this movie? Why do they have infinite ammo? They did twice. Yeah. They did twice. Twice in the same scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, Michael shit, out, suddenly. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. The, what what caliber are these bullets? The clips are, like, this big, by the way. <laughs> and they're firing for, like, five minutes on full auto fire. They're actually using, like, real nice-looking airsoft guns. 
which is why it takes so many shots to kill a bug. Because uh, I mean, we see the bullets when the soldiers are like handing them out to the kids. The film. Like those are some serious ass bullets. You can't fit those in an itty bitty clip here. <laughs> They're reloading like every two seconds. There was one kid like straight out just pocketed the bullets as soon as they were given out in the park. They were like, yoink. Save that for later. All right. Number 10. She loves Rico for no reason because it's written by men. Exactly right. Men are, <laughs> men are dicks. Correct answer. Yeah, she's Correct the best right character in this film, better than everyone. Gonna just put it out there. Way yeah. better. We're she's... equal opportunity on this show. Both the best and the worst characters in the film are the, you, are the women. You know what? <laughs> we're, we're pro Dizzy. We're anti Carmen. Uh, I'm just gonna put it out there. Her and Carmen should have got together. <laughs> Perfect couple. Yeah, you got the athletics and you got the brains. Exactly. They'd be unstoppable yep. together. They're good at math. They can fly spaceships. They have leadership. Yep, perfect. Just they can run let a, Disney and Carmen mesh. a flip keyhole six. And uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, number ten. <laughs> yeah, we have we have the the that guy award. People who appear in tons of TV and film, but most people don't know their name. Just, hey, it's that guy from. Yeah. I mean, yes. So this is one of those that for, for me, it, it, it's Clancy Brown and Michael Ironside. Now I happen to know who those two people are because, because, but a lot of people don't, a lot of people just go like, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I, I recognize that guy's face from insert movie here. So, I mean, honest. So even though, yeah, even though I know who they are and I'm relatively familiar with their respective, but, bodies of work i still feel like for, for for most people like that's who they're going to look at in this film as oh it's that guy if that's the case though pretty much everybody in this film other than maybe neil patrick harris is that guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes that's that's definitely fair because nobody in this movie i mean if everybody in this movie that's that, that's in a leading or semi or, or either a leading or a supporting role fuck i forgot the word there for a second um if you if you look at their imdb pages like they are they are active either oh, actors or 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 actresses like they they are they are consistently working it's not it's it's not necessarily big projects but you know they're they're character acting acting in a couple of episodes of a series here or they're doing a a small movie there and you know it, but, but but it's very consistent over time um so yeah i get you you could make the argument that it's literally almost everybody that's a leading or supporting character in this movie mm. is a oh it's that person yeah i don't is dina meyer a, a that guy slash that gal or is, or is she Dina Meyer? She, I, I mean, know. she's been in a ton of stuff. I really like Dina Meyer. I, I don't recognize her at all, aside from her in this. Um, so early on, I mean, this is a deep cut, probably not something that you would recognize. She was a recurring character in early seasons of 90210. Yeah, um, I did read that. She guessed it, she guessed it as, on, on Friends as an actress that Joey was dating in a few episodes. Yeah, Which, ironically kind of a similar plot line to the the rico dizzy love triangle because he's clearly super in love with her and she's not into him at all so it's like the opposite um Um, she was the lead actress for both dragonheart and johnny mnemonic which were big big ish films in the 90s i mean they're at least high budget films in the 90s so those were probably like her big leading role type things she had i would say like 
if she's best known for something though, it might be the Saw movies. Because yeah, I, I think she's in like the first four Saw movies as one of the detectives. Um, I only re- ever saw the, the, sec- the first two Saw movies, I think. I don't know that she ever really like broke through all the way, though. Uh, thank you very much, Nate, for that gift sub. What a way to come into oh. the chat. <laughs> He's gifted a total of 69 subs. Oh, nice. 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 <laughs> um, so Clancy oh, Brown, well, such children. <laughs> Clancy Brown was actually by that guy from Aliens, uh, because it wasn't uh, until then that I knew. You mean Highlander? Uh, you mean, you totally mean Highlander? Highlander yes. Yeah. He, he, um, shockingly, he was not in Aliens. <laughs> Should have been. goddammit it. Should have been in Aliens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because like from then, pr- prior to that, he was the guy from Shawshank Redemption for me. He was that. He was that dude. I think um, that's probably what he would be. If you had to narrow it down for somebody, that would probably be what most people would say they recognize Clancy Brown from. Yeah. Shawshank. I did have um, Jake Busey in here as well, because uh, I recognize him only from The Frighteners, uh, but he's been in so much more than that. <laughs> and is also like yeah. a Busey. Um, not a, yeah. uh, not, a, not a Busey. <laughs> he is, last name is Busey. All right. I wasn't putting a fun spin on something serious. <laughs> no. yeah. fuck. abusive <laughs> abuse is not a word so oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's like abuse <laughs> but like funner um jake was great in contact as well i never saw contact with him from the frighteners yeah i think we'll, we'll get to that in apex mountain um right the frighteners is a good early peter jackson piece i like the frighteners oh so good such a good film got mm-hmm. score 12 um right any anything um, else we also have um, Seth Gilliam, aka Sugar Watkins, oh, the other guy in the, the Roughnecks. The guy um, who I, like, dies in the in the cave. Yeah, who yeah. blows himself up with the nuke. So yeah. I had kind of a that guy moment when I was recently rewatching The Wire, and yeah. I could not place him. But yeah, he's um, Carver in, he's in awesome The Wire. In the wire. Yeah, he's really good. Mm. Um, Ellis Carver's a really good character in The Wire. I don't watch Walking Dead, but my guess would be that's his best-known role, just from looking at his IMDb, since he's in oh, kind of the, the later crazy. seasons. But yeah, I'm not familiar with that. But get out of the yeah, I, like I knew because when I was watching The Wire, I'm like, I know who that is. I know who that is. When I was yeah. like, oh yeah, he's the guy from Starship Troopers. There's so also that for me. the guy from the uh, the boot camp. Um, who was the guy that uh that um rico had to go and get his paperwork back off um i'd kind of north huh dean norris is you're talking about yeah like yeah. Off at the yeah, yeah 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 so like i can't remember his name but he's been in a bunch of stuff i'm like oh it's that guy yeah. from um uh like breaking bad and yeah probably most people would say he's the guy from breaking bad um, yeah. but he was also in total recall as i mentioned earlier he's one of the mutant on mars so he's also in, yeah. So he's also in that other Oliver Hoven film. That guy from Under the Dome. Don't know what that yeah. is. Yeah, I don't know. Dean Norris might just be Dean Norris, but yeah, I think most people think of him as, oh, that's Hank from Breaking Bad. That's Hank from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Eric Briscotter, uh, Breckenridge, the the big guy who yeah. gets his face blown off in boot camp. Medic. Yeah, he's a guy who's always getting typecast as either like a jock or a bully type guy. Cause he's, he's big just a, a bigger guy. dude. Um, yeah, he's been in lots of high school or sports related stuff where he's always Shocking. like a football player or something like that. Um, he was in like the wonder years. He's in major league two. 
um, as I think the, the, the catcher in Major League Two. Um, he's also in another one of my favorite 90s movies, uh, Crimson Tide. That's such a good movie. Yeah, I love Crimson Tide. Great movie. Good submarine movie. Uh, but he's the, one of the dudes who gets in a fight with Danny Nucci about Silver, Silver Surfer comics. I remember from that role also. Um, yeah, so he was kind of a that guy. I feel like I'm like, oh yeah, he's he was that that high school bully in the Wonder Years, or he was this guy or that guy, something like that. So right. somebody else saw that came out. All right, moving yeah, on. Moving on. Yeah, I think we've Apex think Mountain we've beat, beat that dead horse. Apex Mountain was this film the apex of anyone's career or when they were at the peak of their powers? I would say no. Like, no, not a single one. <laughs> Oh, yeah. see, maybe maybe Casper Van Dien. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Casper Van Dien. <laughs> yeah. No question, one hundred percent is Apex Mountain. Uh, yeah, this is. Only because yeah. I don't know enough about him to know if he ever did anything else like noteworthy. So, if you if you look at his IMDb like after this, it's like again, you know, like 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 everybody, um, in this sense, like they've been consistently working. But yeah, there, there, there's nothing else really that's like, um, you know, oh my god, this is this this was a list stuff, um, and and like to to this day, like Casper Van Dyne is like, you know, he 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 still basically trades on that he was Johnny Rico, like that's that's his thing, and okay. and I mean, it's why this was why this category yeah. is embedded this is total apex mountain he's like yeah. a diet coke um jean-claude van damme is what he seems like <laughs> he's a he's a jean he looks kind of like him but is clearly not as talented as him um depends on by talented he's not as not martial as arts talented yeah, i think yeah. he's yeah he's, he's maybe better a little probably, better looking do you think he's better looking than jean-claude van damme yes if, yeah, if I, I had do. to rank them, I, I'm a sucker yeah, for, if you, uh, for a European accent. So you know. No, nah, if, <laughs> if, if, if you if you if you say that I have to sleep with one one of them, I'm choosing Casper Van Van Dien in this. Right. That's it's not even a question. In Twenty my... minutes of heaven for I am, Van. Yeah. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am under obligation also from Erica to mention Casper Van Dien's cameo in many episodes of uh, Con Man, which is a really great Alan Tudyk show. If people haven't oh, seen it meaning to see that it's really funny but yeah. he he um has a lot of cameos he's a bartender and he appears in the background in a lot of scenes and has like no lines for the first eight episodes until like finally somebody goes to talk to him but it's just very obvious to like look up at the camera now and again like oh there's Casper van Dien, just the bartender <laughs> in the background so weird. and they have like a whole bit about it so it's pretty good he has an important part in sleepy hollow as well the tim burton one uh, I'd bacon? say an important part. He doesn't. He doesn't does he, really live that long. Does he get his head chopped off? <laughs> he does. Perfect. In fact, perfect. Does he come back as a ghost named Casper? No. He also <laughs> plays a character who is the supposed. <laughs> I'm gonna let you it was so obvious. Just I was gonna breeze right through that one. Yeah. I knew I yeah. knew what you were gonna do. Yeah, DK, DK and it still was painful. <laughs> no, I didn't want to acknowledge it. You and then saw, I, you saw I the had thumb out. The thumb was out, and you were like, "No way!" In fact, you flipped nope. them off as you went nope. past. <laughs> yes, we're in, in a prison. That movie, we're in a pr- we're in a prison area. We're not stopping for hitchhikers. That's pretty much what DK <laughs> just did. 
Fuck. He is also the love interest for somebody who is clearly not into him in Sleepy Hollow, so I guess that's just his lot in life. Oh, man. What a, like, he's not a bad-looking dude. I'm just saying, if Jean-Claude Van Damme had played that part, uh, Carmen probably wouldn't have gone to war. Just, just putting it out there. She wouldn't have gone career. Like, uh, I'll wait for you, Johnny. I'll, I'll wait, wait for you. you. Yeah, you kicked the shit out of that dude on the football field or whatever. Um, Speaking of him... Speaking Patrick Muldoon, Apex Mountain. I don't know I think who it's gotta be. he even is. The dude Xander. seemed like he was like, honestly, 50 in this film. <laughs> <laughs> this is the end of his career, right? Like he passed shortly after this, no? He's been in a lot of sci-fi productions, especially. Right. Yeah. I just, I, again, I, I, I just saw him at a panel, I guess now it's two and a half years ago because, you know. Mm-hmm. Was it for but Spanish again, he was on a panel for... Starship Troopers. Troopers. Yeah. Hey kids, did you see my yeah. movie? I played the other football guy. Um, yeah, probably then. Yeah. Probably that's his Apex Mountain. Yeah. Denise Richards? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure Wild, Wild Things is her Apex Mountain yeah. for reasons. Multi- multiple reasons, yeah. <laughs> the great two, in two. fact. Two great reasons. Scene. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> the yeah. part of the videotape that always got worn out whenever people would rent it. <laughs> yes, that'd get fuzzy. <laughs> ah, I can fix the tracking! Why is the, why is the table messed up? <laughs> yeah. Bunch of it's perverts. all stretched out. Audio <laughs> gets weird. Um, number 12. Uh, who won the movie? Denise Richards, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I was also going to say for Apex Mountain, though. Jake Busey, I would say yes. He, oh, 19, Apex Mountain? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 1990, 1997, Jake Busey is in this, and he's in Contact. And this is, I think, right after he does The Frighteners. I think Frighteners was the year yeah. before. So those this three together. Bigger. Yeah. Right. And Wikipedia, the font of all knowledge, even describes those as, as quote unquote, as his most notable appearances. So I yeah. think that's got to be Apex Mountain for him. That's uh, fair. Which is weird because he's so recognizable, but maybe it's just because he looks like Gary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Abusey. He's um, a vertically stretched out version of Gary Abusey. <laughs> a little bit. Put your hand on that wall, cadet. Um, yeah, so other th- other than uh <laughs> other than Carmen, who won the movie? Uh I mean I I mean I think in the, the in the long term. I mean in, <laughs> the bugs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean in the in the long term I think, you know, we as the audience win win the movie with it with it just being this great this great satire as long as you understand that it's a great satire and aren't actually you know taking it specifically seriously which again dk you've mentioned that you've had way too many instances where people are like this this would be utopia if we did it like this no you idiots it's satire um (laughs) That was super articulate, I know. Yeah. Super articulate. Yeah, um, you, I, Get off my you lawn. Would, you would you would never know that I that I do talk for a living. Um but yeah, I do talk real purdy. I do talk real purdy. You get an ass I, mouth. Um <laughs> Buenos Aires <laughs> was the winner of the movie. <laughs> Is the same thing found for Buenos Aires? <laughs> yeah. Uh Zagaba Beach. <laughs> Sounds like an awesome place. I want to go. I can't remember what the name of it was. Yeah, that should have been an unanswerable question. Why did the bugs blow up Zegama Beach? Yeah, what did they? Because what's I up with that? Zegama Beach is not on Earth, right? 
that's correct. Yeah, because they talk about it's it's somewhere in the the outer rings, and yeah. then what's your face from the Roughnecks is like it's not there anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, why? 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 Why did the bugs blow that up? Oh I no, mean... it wasn't the bugs. COVID hit, and nobody was allowed to travel. So, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe maybe the Federation got word that people were having too much of a good time there. They're like, no, that doesn't mesh with our no. militaristic aesthetic. We're no more vacations. To, we're gonna have to stop talking about it um as they say um yeah yeah anyway. so seriously though who won the movie for me i would say it's paul verhoven with the writing assist from ed newmeyer um because they took what i think was a really difficult adaptation that would have been i would say controversial if it had been more true to the material and instead they made it fun it was a fun Turn your brain off movie that is funny and action packed and has pretty good CGI scenes that hold up. I think if you turn your brain off for it though, then you miss out on some stuff. That's what I was saying at the start. Like it's it's a very like smart, funny, clever movie wrapped in a mindless action wrapper. Um, and if because the first unlike time Michael it, Ironside, it has legs. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, what oh, one. great. DK just murdered both of us. That's I should be canceled for that. Fucking DK just won the movie. <laughs> um, I think Dizzy won the movie. She got to finally have sex with the guy. Um, you know, <laughs> truly the apex mountain for Dizzy. That's right. Well, and 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 although that 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 in and of itself is kind of a nice flip of the 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 standard um you know sci-fi action movie trope where it's the guy you know with the un unrequited you know lust for you know the 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 woman zone is normally male uh, dominated yeah so it was so it was so 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 yes obviously he was pining after carmen and whatnot but it was kind of nice to to you know, again, for a for a late '90s film, it's like, okay, well, so they're writing, you know, Dizzy essentially as what you could have written a male character like with that type of obsession. I would so, love to have seen a male play that character with Rico still being a male, and eventually they get together. That would have been awesome. <laughs> well, cons- maybe Rico really was lusting after Carl, and that's really why he joins the Federal Service. Right, maybe he didn't join up for Carmen at all. Yeah, maybe he, he was like, Carl. Um, uh, I love you. And she was like, I love you. And both of them are just masking their feelings for Carl. I mean, he's got that psychic connection with Carl. Well, you never know. He you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Also, yeah, If how does, how does Carl tell him where to find Carmen? If he knows where Carmen is, doesn't he know where the brain bug is? Why, why do they need the rest of these idiots to go find the brain bug? Carl's just like, oh, I know, it's over there. Yeah, and like, not just that, but he sent a bunch of them to their deaths to figure that out, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. he like brags about that at Dizzy's funeral. He's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I send thousands of people to their deaths for a living, and it's awesome, because I'm a, <laughs> it's what not I... the SS officer. <laughs> it's what I do. The, the SS stands for super smart. Is what that stands <laughs> for. I'm a super smart guy. This is my super smart black jacket. Um, who did you have for this, Dan? Um, honestly, I didn't really have anybody. I've just been kind of riffing with you guys on it. It's, it's, it's... 
What yeah, what DK? I'm say? sorry, your your mic cut out and, and we literally didn't hear you. Uh, Try is again. that everybody wins? I mean, yeah. yeah. Except for except for Dizzy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Dizzy lost. Apparently Carmen won, so we got the exact opposite of what we wanted. Yuck. Yuck. She gets to be a starship captain and Dizzy is out there floating through space somewhere. Uh I had um I had Michael Ironside. I don't know why I wrote that. Um because you know I think Zim won the movie, right? Didn't Solid he, calls. Didn't he yeah. win the movie? He was. Cla- he literally around. won the brain bug. Exactly, he won the brain bug. He got he got a gold star, um, and was like one of the be- he was the second best character in the whole film. First equal, first equal. He can go that. Mm. Got himself busted down to private so that he could actually go out and well, fight. Busted himself yeah. down to private. In. In the Clear, book. obvious waste of his talent. We didn't, anyway. I, we, we're yeah. not talking about no book. No, no, I, go I know. Go watch party of a book. I know. I'm just saying. In he he, if I if I remember right, it's been a long time. He he literally like assaults a superior officer to get bumped down in rank so that he can go fight. I would have loved so, to see that. He like yeah. rips up the paperwork <laughs> and then punches uh, Hank in the face. <laughs> Puts a Norse in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He's like, well, I got no choice to bust it down now. You know, what a twist. Pretty much twist ending. um right yeah so i don't know i felt like it was a good fun adaptation of otherwise overly serious i feel like not very adaptable material but you know what supposedly they're trying another remake that's supposed to be more authentic to the book i don't know maybe this is what ben shapiro is going to cast gina carano in in this authentic (laughs) remake to make all you pc beta cucks cry i'm sure that will be filming Great filmmaking over there. Oh, <laughs> what a way to go out. <laughs> oh. Yeah, with that in the books, that's when they're watchable. DK like came around a second time and won the won the movie all over again. <laughs> Yuck and D quick... just do. <laughs> this is a quick drive by Gina Carano's Twitter feed. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there a fireball in that can? <laughs> she could be common, I guess. <laughs> Uh, oh brilliant what an idiot yeah. bless she, your career away like that yeah, whatever some people uh she's yeah. like <laughs> she's one of the people like oh that movie is the best way for society to be run it's <laughs> perfect what are you talking about <laughs> um all right Oof. um we <laughs> sorry i got canceled for saying that sky marshall deans was a plus <laughs> tactically brilliant whatever <laughs> Um, Clearly, Dagan Clendathy was the right move. <laughs> if you lived hard, pussies would have done it right. We'd still would have come out on top. <laughs> uh, uh, fucking yes, please. Uh, she makes Denise Richards look good. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we will not stand for anything that lifts Denise Richards up on this podcast. <laughs> Poor Denise. <laughs> Leave Denise alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Thoroughly enjoyed this film. Thoroughly For enjoyed sure. the the watch along last night. Uh, we should maybe look to do it at a time that's suitable for more people. It's really hard with time zones. Maybe you guys should hold a watch party for you know Americans. Um, stupid time zones. Stupid time zones. What a bunch time zones of are the worst. Shit. Um, Bullshit. Is there anything else that you guys would like to speak to uh, to close out this film? 
I don't know. I think I think we've you know we we've hit all the high points. We've hit some of the low points. We have beaten this dead horse bloody. Um, I think I I think we've covered everything that needs to be covered with this film at this point. Yeah, we shouldn't go longer than the actual runtime of the film. I mean, so. I think which we have, we, we have. <laughs> well, some of that we had to do announcements and all that. Yeah. I'm gonna say we didn't get into it until about 4:30, so I think we're good. Hashtag NBA Top Shot. Um, <laughs> we're not going back to Glendathu. What second movie? What are you talking about? Right. Um, we don't know. We we have some shows coming up this week. I'll put another um, I'll put another announcement out on the Discord um, Tuesday. Can't even sign up for NBA Top Shot. Should have gone in early, like this guy told everyone to. But whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, Tuesday Tuesday we have uh, hopefully Laser Force Live. If I don't forget the little uh, capture card again, that was really silly of me. Uh, Thursday Oops. we are back with thunderdome thursday um we'll be back next week for um uh the podcast and then we have a dnd session next week as well i think um we have to talk to our beloved dm <laughs> about that <laughs> far as i know perfect um yes but uh keep an eye out on the discord for updates and stuff at some stage in the very near future i want to set up a um resupply wreckfest session uh and the the basic premise of that is um if you have xbox game pass for pc um which i think costs like a dollar a month at the moment um you can get wreckfest i want to get a session of like as many people as we can to basically have a demolition derby um and maybe you know maybe we'll have a leaderboard and stuff well, i'll figure something out but we'll turn it into some sort of event uh, and we'll run that during a weekend so that people have an opportunity to come and play as well. Uh, we'll stream everything. I don't think we'll have everyone on the mics. It'll probably just be me and maybe Gray. But we'll see. We'll figure something out. Maybe Al. I don't know. Um, but for this week, I have been Guy Next Door. Been DK. And I've been Van. Always remember to backtrack, kids. Uh, we will see you next time. Do a three hole. Ha, 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 ha.